Hello, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemanly ladies and lady gentlemen. I know you're all out there. I'm your hostess with the mostest tonight on the rocks with Alexander, where celebrities and cocktails mix, uh, where the vodka is chilling and the tea will be spilling. I just added that, by the way. I'm very proud of myself. I mean, I'm no comedy writer, but still. Uh, tonight, we welcome two of the funniest actors. I have been fan uh, a fan for years and years uh, with roles on The Comeback and Enlightened on HBO, Bane Gibby, and from outsourced crazy ex-girlfriend Transformers, Parvish China, with my guest co-host, Dan Zimmerman, who has written for the girls, Gilmore and Golden, and with our pop culture correspondent and sexy man, Stephen Daler, and a surprise live performance by the shirtless violinist, the YouTube sensation, Matthew Olson. Let the drinks begin! Thank you for being Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On The Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities, and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On The Rocks, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Okay, I just have to say the hashtag for tonight is don't test the mess because we're talking about a lot of messes tonight. Oh, don't, yes. test. <laughs> don't test. Don't um, test. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I feel like we're like at a cartoon show because there's so many funny names on tonight. Gibby, Gina, Zimmerman. How is Zimmerman funny? Taylor. Yeah. Makes me giggle. Uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> name, Taylor. Anyway, I am proud to say tonight is the first night we are being live streamed. Say hello to our Facebook livers on Reverie Network. Um, of course, it's the LGBT Netflix, and we are streaming on their Facebook today. Also, this is our first show um, on RainbowRadio.fm, which is uh, back east. It's an LGBT uh, podcast network back east. We're going to be streaming there Fridays at 9 p.m. So hello to our listeners there. Hi. We are bi. We are bi-coastal. <laughs> um, hello to our straight listeners across the nation as well. Um, iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, and of course, Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, and True FM. In Ohio, where I will be there for Columbus Pride. They want me to bring you to Stephen Daler. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Hey, I'll, I'll come. Yeah, they're okay. like, oh, will you come and bring Stephen? I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, but we'll be sharing the stage with Megan Mullally, so you'll see us at uh, oh, yeah. Columbus Pride. Yeah. Don't the straights need their own rainbow? Like, we have the rainbow. What they have the world. Can yeah. we have okay. a rainbow? Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> you have everything. They have right enough. Here. Okay. We're no. Good. We're good. We love okay. our straight allies. <laughs> Um, I do not come to the show empty-handed. Uh, this is the last few days of our big giveaway. I spent last weekend in San Francisco. I stayed at Hotel Fusion. I clubbed at Infusion Lounge, and I ate at Taste on Ellis, and it's all in the same hotel in Union Square. You guys, you don't even have to leave the hotel. It is amazing. And I live-streamed uh, with our good friends uh, from American Horror Story, Naomi Grossman, and Bravo TV's Brandon Liberati. We live-streamed the whole weekend, so go to On The Rock's Facebook page, and you can see we did about six different live-streams. They made me cook. They made me bartend. And then I had to be a maid and make up a room. Let me tell you how well that went. And it was all the drinks I could drink. I liked you making up the room the best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, go uh, see those live streams and you're going to see this amazing hotel. What we are doing for On the Rocks, we're giving away uh, a weekend for two. Um, and not only do you get the hotel stay, you get VIP champagne bottle service at Infusion Lounge. This club is it's, it's, it's awesome. And I'm not even lying. Look at my live stream. You'll see. Then they're giving you two San Francisco Giants tickets. The sports related, I believe. How do you win this? 
I'm not going to get to it, Stan. I'm get not to it. Get We're to giving it. away the prizes. I feel like Requiem for a Dream. We're wearing the red dress. Um, you get two hop-on, hop-off hop tickets, baseball tickets, uh, trolley tickets. You get breakfast daily at Taste on Ellis with their master chef, Peter Ochoa. In fact, when we were live streaming, he was literally looking at his phone because his wife was going to be giving birth. So, and she gave birth, but after our live stream. Thank you, baby. Um, so to enter, it's the easiest thing in the world. Go to tasteonellis.com, click contact, type in on the Rocks radio show, and you're entered. They're going to pick the winner April 1st. So tell everybody's eligible. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody to um, enter because there's pretty good chances of winning because it's just for our, our On the Rocks family. And you get to go to uh, are San we, Francisco. Are we allowed to enter? Yes, everybody okay, is okay. allowed to enter. And share with all your it. friends. Yes, that. there you go. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, Kurt, welcome back. You have been. It seems like you've been gone for years. Yeah, it's been a. Well, it's been like two, three weeks. How was re- how was rehab? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm recovering. I'm Honestly, really, he, really yeah. <laughs> he has like a diet Pepsi and he's out for the night. He's like, oh god, that was a rough night. Yeah, well, I, it doesn't take much for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little white people. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> no, but you did. Tra- you didn't travel. You went to Disneyland. Yeah, we went to Disneyland. You go. You guys go like twice a week. You and your wife. Well, we have passes. It, we're, we're losing money by but not going. Who goes to Disneyland that often? Like, who needs people to? with kids? A lot of people. They, they don't have kids. I don't have kids. They are the kids. Not yet. <laughs> I know a lot of people that go to Disneyland like all the time. Ugh. I used to when I could get in like for free, but not anymore. <laughs> but like, but why? Doesn't it lose its magic? No, you no, get you it get never baked loses its magic you just ever. Go. This you get Is that what you did for us tonight? I thought that that's what. Remember, they had that little tram, the trolley thingy that what went did you call the Matterhorn. I know. I was going to say what. Right? Wasn't that the thing? We're trammy friendly here. <laughs> and like where you like, I remember Gwen Stefani used to say like you would just go and just get high in that. And, and it's gone now. And That's watch remember the above. sky thing that just went above the gondola. Gondolas, yeah. yeah. They're they're adding the Marvel universe to it now. I think they're getting rid of yeah. the Tower of Terror and they already did. They closed yeah, it, yeah, and it's, it's Guardians, like, of Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Correct. Well, I heard it's gonna be really good. Yeah, the, but Twilight the, of Terror was so good because you see, you saw the props Tower. from Twilight Zone. Tower of Terror, Terror is what it's called. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Say it three whatever. times fast. I know, right? Yeah, Tower of Terror, Tower of Terror. I think you're right, Alexander. Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. Right. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That is a mouthful. It, well, <laughs> on this show, speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> yes. yes, but they had the props from the original show. I grew up on the Twilight Zone. I watched it every day. They played it on a KTLA from like a noon to two, and I was glued. Good writing on that show, right? Why are you looking at me? Because you're a writer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wonderful writing. Yes. Do <laughs> you like how I uh, mix that in? Yes. So why do, why do they have to do away with this ride? I mean, it's change. they have to make room for em- the new embrace stuff. change. Okay, yeah. who here yeah. liked Guardians of the Galaxy? I loved it. I loved it. I really liked it. It was good. The second one's coming out in May. You didn't think it was funny? No. I really liked it. It was more of like a, it was a different take on superhero movie. It was more Thank of like, God. it was more like sci-fi and like, it was like, like Star, if Star Wars was like a superhero movie in outer space. I mean, I get it, but I just, I, I don't and, know. And the director's great. James, what's his name? James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah, Gunn. Sean Gunn's brother. Now you could tweet that as a little clip and he'll be in the next one. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> no, they, they won't. I don't, I'm not superhero material. Oh yes, you are you in my are. book Come with on. all your credits. Hello. Nah, I'd, I'd rather just be that tech guy on a Netflix show. <laughs> Beeple, beep up, daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, Kurt, can you so, imagine? <laughs> so, Kurt, you, you spent your it was your anniversary or your your wife's birthday? It was her birthday. So and right now California Venture has the food and wine festival going on. What? So mm-hmm. yeah, the only place you could used to get drunk was the winery at California Adventure. So right. we would start the day there, midday, and then end of the day. And you you did like a whole wine tasting. Yeah. You could be wasted by the end of the day. We got sangrias there, so they they were. <sighs> Do you ever go I mean, to Ariel's Grotto? That one has some good cocktails. I have there. not it been does? there, but I keep hearing. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, but sangria is not. Re- can we just agree? Sangria is not real alcohol. 
What's it wine? It's pretty good. It's like grape juice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fruity yeah. wine. It's yeah. Spanish it's grape juice. a peachy yeah. sangria. I'm going to take you good. out one night and just like teach you how to drink. I guess. I mean. Oh, no. God. Anyway, do you have a pun for us? And uh, you have to be very careful because we have a lot of comedy people yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. Don't they're, muck it up. They're, they're, they're puns. I mean, how, how, how good can they be? Uh, I've heard some good puns. Okay. Well, that's not a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> So did you hear that there was a there was a, an accident over on the 101 freeway with uh, some fruit trucks? This could go so many different ways, you guys. No, I did not hear that. Yeah, it created a traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> Notice the only time you're going to hear canned laughter is when he gives it to himself because he's at the board. I'll tell yeah. the funniest thing, and there's the crickets. Yeah. Kurt. No, yeah. but honestly, where do you come up with these? There's like a, a blog for you people? Oh, oh, no, no, I, 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 I do my research. Kurt looks like Tom York. <laughs> Who's Tom York? Lead singer of Radiohead. Do you used to listen to them, too. They were so depressing. Though. I love it. Okay. Don't, okay. Do you get that, Kurt? Don't you? N- no, I've never gotten that before. What? Do you know who Radiohead is? Yeah, who, I know who Who do you get? Is. Like, what do you mean? That like, you look like. Ellie Sheedy. I look like the guy from Loving. It's a new show. On so, someone told me I look like the guy from Kip from uh, Napoleon Dynamite a couple of times. Oh, okay. no. No, Tom no. York. No. Tom York. Look it up, Kurt. Tom okay. York. Yeah. Th- that's your research. Okay. Uh, my mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room. <laughs> wow, Kurt. <laughs> Mama Rose is in the chat room. She's on UBNradio.com. She's also on Facebook. She's answering all your questions. She has done her research on our guest, so if it's, a, if it's a simple question, she will answer it. If it's an important burning question, she will Skype in the show and ask that. Uh, coming up real fast, you can see it Overboard. Overboard is here. It is the Long Beach Pride Party on the Queen Mary after Pride is over, I'm very scared. It's going to be me and millions of, of lovely people that have been to Long Beach Pride. It is on Saturday, May 20th. You can get your tickets at OverboardLBC.com. It features a lot of your favorite boys in different stages of clothing. And there's musical performances, and I'm going to be live streaming there. If you want a free VIP boarding pass, all you do is uh, email info at OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. And I might send you a VIP boarding pass or two. You can get drunk with me on the Queen Mary. On May 20th? I'm yes. there. Let, Happy me, get, let me get my phone. I've, yes. never, I've never been to the Queen Mary. Oh, my God. It's oh, awesome. Is that Memorial haunted, Day right? weekend? Before. The weekend before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come aboard. We're expecting you. you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, it's a fancy place. I'm scared for our people. I don't want us to ruin it. I've been on a gay what? cruise. Like I feel like Alaska. if we had a party at Stonehenge, like it would all fall over. Like that's that's how I feel. You like, would knock we it over. You'd lean like, on. You'd be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Didn't they say like in an article recently that they need to do a lot of like renovations on it because it's kind of falling apart? Exactly. Have you ever stayed there? I I've, I've been to it because you can stay at the hotel. Like it's a hotel and yeah. you can stay overnight. That's why like it's in my head. Like oh, I should go support this and see this like institution I'll put you on the list. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever been? No. Yeah. Let's all go. Very curious. Yeah. We'll, have, like, we'll have like a little VIP. Is it haunted? Booth. Right. It's very haunted, <gasps> by the way. Yeah. Well, if I wasn't an atheist, I'd be they, like, ooh. They give you like a tour and they show you like the empty Magic. pool and it's like really yes, eerie. But for the atheist, because last week we had the Ghost Brothers from TLC and we had our intuitive. You don't have to believe in the afterlife. Uh, you could like ghosts can also be like when you take a picture. There's that flash that keeps that negative. So it's like it's like a flash from the past, not, not necessarily afterlife, but it's like a flash of no, you're not buying it at all. Hey, they got a TV show. God damn it, Kurt, <laughs> taking that board away from you. And do you stay overnight there? You're going to be sleeping there that night. I will definitely, oh, yeah, whether okay. I'm invited or not, I will fall asleep sleeping, somewhere. Sleeping, passed out. Yes. Quite I'll be sure. in the galley. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. they got food. <laughs> know, got right? food up in here. No gay parties. Like pride parties have food. We what get hungry after we dance and whatever. If you're not, you know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 
which I don't, obviously. Uh, San Diego, I'm coming for you. San Diego, out at the fair. Uh, we are taking over the San Diego County Fair with Hillcrest Social, which, of course, is our media participant. I'm going to be live streaming. I'm going to be emceeing on stage uh, June 10th all day. I'll be there from 10 in the morning till 11 at night. Jeez. It's a long Free drink day. tickets. Yeah. yeah, free drink tickets. Alexander, you're everywhere. Well, and I haven't even started. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. uh, performances with Pepper Mache and Kitty Brockno. Uh, of course, uh, we, we love them, so you'll see me there. Now let's get to it. All right. Stan Zimmerman, <laughs> welcome yes. back to the show. Finally. Stan. Where, where have I been? Why have you not invited me back for so long? You've been busy to the projects, busy, and yes. I've been busy with, yes. with people. Well, yeah. But then we get a lot of you because you're coming back with Olivia D'Abo. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yes, yes. yes. So, so thank you for supporting Sex and Execs. Of course. Uh, the, the I will web always series support Sex. On telefilms.com, and, and you have two wonderful actors from the web series. And this is why we're all here. We're celebrating uh, the premiere of Sex and Execs. Yes. Uh, we're on episode two? Three. Three. Three, three yes. And who was on the last episode? Sandra Burner. Yes. yes. Not Fantastic. that I didn't see it splashed all over your Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we go way, way back. From so Roseanne. I met her before before Roseanne. Yeah. Um, I met her at a club called Pink's down in Santa Monica, and then I developed a. Before it was a hot dog stand. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yes. Exactly. I was like, really, you were yeah. in line? Yeah, I was there with her. <laughs> don't don't lie, Stan. Stan doesn't um, do lines. He doesn't actually, do lines on a mirror. It was actually before she did "Without You, I'm Nothing," which was her first big show. And so I developed a uh, half-hour single cam at Showtime for her called Sandra Bernhardt Trapped in a Movie of the Week. And each week she got trapped in one of those horrible I love it. TV films and she get like every disease possible. But or those films are the best to watch. Hysterical. If you're sick, yes. if you've gone through a breakup. Or stoned, yeah. Or stoned yeah. or drunk, yeah. you just sit and watch those. So that was the first time I got to know her and hang out with her. And then through Roseanne, we, I ended up on staff at the same time. She did not help with that job, but I got it. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Oh, my God. Oh, it's a little preview. There we go. <laughs> Kurt, mute. Oh, the fiddler on the roof. Oh. Kurt's was, been gone yeah, for a few weeks. He yeah. forgets how to run the board. Yes. Um, for our listeners that are not familiar with Stan's work, um, of course, we know his his one-liners from one of the best seasons of Golden Girls, which was the, the initial first season. season. Yes. Um, and we're Shot about, right here at the Sunset, Sunset Gower Studios. Studios. Right. So there are a lot of ghosts here, speaking of ghosts, and brings back a lot of memories when I walk in here. The wonderful things and the painful things. But, yeah. well, we're we're going to talk. We're going to okay. ask a few Every time you're on, I get so many emails from listeners like, why don't you ask him the nitty gritty from Golden Girls? Ask and I know away, you, baby. you've actually been touring. Uh, you, you've gone to conventions and you've talked a little bit about Golden Girls. Yes, I have. I've done a, a bunch of. I mean, I did Gilmore Girls Festival and then I've done a bunch of Golden Girls with Jim Colucci's book. In ah, fact, yes. uh, right there. there. There you go. Hey, Jim. Let's sell some books here. Uh, yeah. I love Jim. Uh, yeah, he's great, isn't he? Well, he's going to be on the show next week with his husband, Frank DeCaro. Yep. So uh, his publisher sent me his book, which is Golden Girls Forever, The Unauthorized Look <laughs> Behind the Lanai. You guys, and I was like, oh, it's one of those unauthorized books where it's a huge print and it tells you stuff you already know. You guys, these are in-depth stories with pictures you've never Beautiful seen. Beautiful pictures. From the sets and notes and interviews with everybody involved. Um, I just read the part where Elaine Stritch uh, had talked about her auditioning right. for Golden Girls, and she messed it up. Um, anyway, so... And there's a part in there where, uh, for benefit for Celebration Theater, we did a reading of my first script with the Cast of Hot in Cleveland, yeah. which was, I think, one of the first times I got to hang out with you. Yeah. You were guesting on there with my friend Michael Yuri. Yes, I was. And yeah. both of you guys have guessed in. I, I guessed in. In fact, yeah. you did like a one on one at a table with, uh, with Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Yeah. yeah. Were you peeing your pants? I was, and and it was not. It was not just Betty White. It was my first live multicam. Oh, no. You're kidding. Job, and it was with Betty White. You did a very good job talking about the boyfriend that uh, didn't want to eat with his right. hands. Right, right, right. And it was like a crazy week where the script changed. I mean, 
radically every single day, like from start to finish. But Betty, um, at one point, reached across the table and she grabbed my hand and she goes, you're so funny. And that was like the best moment of my entire life. She's a sweetheart. But you know what? It was a mutual admiration society watching that scene. She looked at you with admiration and you were looking at her in admiration while still maintaining character. It was it was great. It was awesome. Did she say the same thing? Yeah, <laughs> like, because oh no, did she say no not that. She but thought like, that you were bang. <laughs> no, but right. she's, she did. We all. I do feel it's like, like bang. You have a tan. <laughs> I think she knows. I think she knows what a gift it is that, that she gives yeah. to actors. Yeah, and we all do like that kind of before the taping. Her her assistant, you do ask like, can we get the photo? And she's like, Betty will be taking photos before we start. You go into like that like that hula, yeah, the tiki kind of room. room. Yes, I have those. Yeah, too, yeah. is it open yeah. bar? <laughs> but she, it was lovely. I had most of my scenes with Jane because I replaced someone. So oh, I came in on kidding. Thursday. Whoa. So I missed the first three days. And that's got to be tough. What I will always remember is like all of these women who are at their height of sitcom multicam prowess. They and they would literally like move you. Wendy would be like, I wasn't on my mark. And she'd just be like, in the scene, just darling over here. <laughs> they, they, she took, you know, like then like I remember they took my platter. Like I was like a waiter. It was just like, like masquerading as a waiter. It was just like, wow. I just dropped in. Our friends, Green Scene Daniel, Brett and Colin, cast, and they know that I'm just one of their friends, and we got to replace you. Please do it. I'm like, yeah, twist my arm. Yeah. And they, I just remember being taken but care of. But the nerves, coming into something, especially, because um, you guys have guested on so many. Later on, when we get in-depth in your interviews, we're going to talk about some of the credits you guys have. But you guys have been literally on every TV show that we love. Um, but it's got to be weird coming in for an episode or two with with like this set cast, especially coming in Thursday because you guys live taped on Friday. I'm assuming. Yeah, it was a Friday. Yeah. We, I think Dane and I have this mutual admiration because we've known each other for so long. We've worked peripherally of each other yeah. among so many friends and comedies. So like, but we'd still be at audition. I, I bet you we've even auditioned against each other. Yeah. And they're looking for like just regular assistant. Because you're the same show. type. Person. Yes. Yeah. No, Funny person. No. But that essence where it doesn't matter, especially if like we're not like, it's the core family or somebody. Yeah, they'll when be in audition sometimes it's like, DMV employee and it's just right, some snarky right, right, person right, right. and they see men and women and they see And those roles types. always stand up though. I was telling Bane before the show, you know, when you get to know and love uh, actors like uh, Parv, I've been a fan of yours for so long. Oh, thank you. you start to notice all of your other roles that are not huge roles in a big series but you start to notice that you guys literally are everywhere and you start to like pick people out. But you have to realize when you come on a set, they're so thrilled to have people like you that are so that talented and funny. Because most actors, when I teach acting, they say when they come into a scene on a sitcom that's already set, I don't want to disturb the leads. But I've always found the leads say, I want to play tennis with the best comedy people. So to get people like you to come in there... It ups their game, uh-huh. and so you nice should know that. Yeah, say. yeah, because I, I am a fanboy. I will come no. in. I will take photos. I don't care who it is. If I got that job, I'm like, I can ask for that photo right before I leave set. And <laughs> I've heard that Betty White always makes time for her co-stars she and does. also her fans. I did. I, I did one nice thing for Betty White maybe about five years ago, and her assistant called me the next day and said, "Hey, what's your address?" And I got over uh, a, a glossy signed as to what we had done together, and. Uh, like nobody asked yeah, for that. That yeah. was so just because nice. she comes from old oh, Hollywood, classy. especially the old TV shows yeah. and the game shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knows, and her husband, her Alan Ludden. Yeah, yes. I mean, the, and I've heard she went back to work so avidly because she couldn't deal with an empty house because they were so in love with each other. But they were the classy couple of Hollywood that knew how to act, knew how to send the thank you cards, knew how to just treat everybody right. 
Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. Go Betty White. She was very in love time. with him. We yeah. actually took a quote that she had said in the New York enough. Times about him and took the exact quote and put it into a uh, Golden Girls episode. So she was talking about oh. Charlie, but it really is what oh. she said about Alan. And mm. whenever I see that scene, it's just like, oh, you could tell that it meant so much to her. She had a few moments in Golden Girls where she just really, yeah. uh, one was the Mother's Day episode, um, and the other one was where she was by herself on her birthday and she had a cake for herself. And it was just like, boop, boop, Yeah. Boop. <laughs> We forget how many times they dance. I'm literally, I told Stan before he got in, I am going through the Golden Girls from season one from the pilot with the gay... Yes, Chef I just, I just yes. read that Coco. part where yeah. they had to tell him to leave, and yeah. he was okay yeah. with it because he knew he didn't. He fit. knew that Estelle Getty got we all the laughs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I'm going, I'm in season six right now. I had no idea it was on ABC. In my mind, it was an NBC no, show. No, it was always NBC. That, wait, the why? It's on my Hulu. It says ABC. Isn't that crazy? They're liars. Yeah. No Maybe joke. We ran on. Thank you, because yeah. like, I remember yeah. the it was B. Arthur, Nel, Nel yeah. Carter, yeah, no, Marla Gibbs. Yeah. It was always NBC. Remember when they did We Are a Family? It started on Saturdays, and people were like, "What show's gonna?" Uh, but it built, rebuilt Saturday nights on NBC, and then it was on Thursday, whatever. But they would make jokes of the other shows. They like the Cosby Show. They would make a joke about yeah. designing women because it was a r- rivalry there. Stan, w- the emails that I get from you is. Uh-oh. Do you remember uh, your no. first uh, your first read through um, for like for the pilot episode and having these veterans come in? Do you well, I wasn't there for the feeling? pilot. I was there for. My... Oh, well, there goes all my questions. Okay, forget it. <laughs> Next uh, chapter. No, <laughs> the, when did you the first start episode? When did you start uh, in I'm the thirties? Re- no, um, I, the first season. And uh, then we were, we were brought in to do. We were brought in to pitch. Yeah, uh, I've told the story a zillion times. But anyway, we got a job pitching one episode, and they bought it, and then they brought us on staff right away. What and was, the was first it was Rose's, you Rose's mother. We pitched a lot, and then they didn't buy any of them. And we were literally walking out the room, like three floors up from here, and in the doorway, something just snapped. And I said, what about if Rose's mother came to visit? And they said, sit down. And then, I mean, we're so close to not getting the job. Yeah. Wow. And then they, we beat out the story, which means you figure out the outline. And then we went off and wrote it, and they loved it, and pretty much stayed a lot uh, uh, what we wrote on the very first rough draft. And, um, That's so crazy yeah. to think that if you hadn't said that, that's why you just have to go with your gut. You have to go with your yeah. It's luck. It's circumstance. Yeah. It's one little thing Happy that mistakes. you do. Yeah, you just never know, and you never know what's going to be a hit or or not. You you just don't know. But I have yeah. to say, I repeat a lot of your uh, season one liners. Oh, no. The one where Blanche is dating the younger guy, of course. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, I am a little bit younger. Little bit. And Bjarne <laughs> says, "In what like Blanche? Dog ears." Dog ears. ears. That that was from the first first draft. And just certain lines just were, were lucky that they stayed. Are you better at, at writing one-liners or writing the situation? I never thought I was a joke writer. I never thought I was a funny person. Not in life, and, no. No, not at all. No. Not, um, <laughs> and that show really taught us, like, because they would say, all right, go think of uh, a joke to end the scene. And they would send us off into the office with Chris Lloyd, who now runs Modern, Modern Family. Modern Family, yeah. Uh, and he was a baby writer even under us. And so we just had to learn how to be funny and, mm-hmm. and, and how to structure jokes because we had no idea. Now, you were so young coming into that show. Do you remember the first read-through when they were reading your script? No. <laughs> I was oh, you just paralyzed. All the drugs. I yeah, was it was so, drug time. No, we were so scared in there. You're in the room and there's Betty White and there's B. Arthur. That and must like, have been so I can't even, surreal. I just couldn't believe it. But even more surreal was the cast of Hot in Cleveland reading that script that I wrote sure. at such a young age. And like, why did I think of talking about women and mothers and what, how did I know that as an early but who, 20s who better person, knew women and their actual real feelings than gay men? 
There you go. Right? Yeah. But I also had a very vocal grandmother, mother, and sister. So I just... And, and it's about listening. Oh, it's about listening. As or you Hispanic know, moms. Hi, mom. I know you're watching. No, but as, an, <laughs> as a, a young actor, I was always taught to just go watch people and listen. So I just put that into writing. And it's funny because you don't listen to anybody not, now. Not that's you, so that's weird. for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm seeing Mitch Hurwitz as a story editor. I'm seeing Mark Cherry. You know, it's so funny like how many... Of our People comedic talents have went through that show. Well, and the wow. chapter I just read in Jim Colucci's book was that Golden Girls became the archetype for so many other shows: Designing Women, uh, Sex and Living the City, Girls, City, Girls yeah. all of that. You know. Um, so, Stan, we have we have a little surprise for you. Oh no. Uh, returning to the show, <laughs> you know, Stan always texts me. He's like, oh, you've had this person on your show. They're sexy. Single? What? What's happening? So I, I, I wanted to bring you, you know, s- some talk about sex in the city. We have joining us uh, via Skype from Seattle. We have YouTube sensation Matthew Olson, a.k.a. the shirtless violinist. Matthew. Matthew, can hey, you hear me? Hey, yeah. what's going on? Hey, you forgot your shirt yet again. <laughs> Thank you for allowing us into your home. I know many people would love to be in your home. Matthew, you have created this sensation uh, with your talent. You've played with so many different groups and so many different spaces, playing this beautiful violin music from classical music to covering pop music. Um, what? Uh, again? Yeah, that's him on a rock. We're watching you on a rock playing. You guys, it's gorgeous. Oh, I, I saw him at the L.A. Phil last year. <laughs> I didn't recognize him without his shirt off. <laughs> Matthew, how's it been going since you came on the show? Because when you were first on the show, you were kind of just enjoying uh, the YouTube sensation. And now it's it's like exploded into all of your live sessions. It, yeah, it is taken off. It's kind of unbelievable. It's gotten the attention of a couple of the networks um, that I'm in talk with right now. Can't say more about that. Um but the last video that we did, this Beauty and the Beast, it was the perfect storm. We ended up releasing it kind of on accident, the same weekend that the uh, live action film went out. Honey, that wasn't by accident. Look at the costumes and the filming. The <laughs> um, controversy that was going on, that, uh, that gay moment that if you blinked, you missed it in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be so good. And so um, we were, I was originally going to have a ballroom dancer with me on set. And I was like, this is so lame. I mean, pretty girl dances. Everybody's done that. So then I tried to find a drag queen and uh, went down to the local club, talked to a Disney drag queen, but um, we're having trouble with scheduling. So finally, my boyfriend said, hey, I've never done it before, but why don't I do drag? He's like Lucille Ball. He wants to be in the show, Ricky. Let him in the show. (laughs) I know. We need to get him on more often. Yes. Um, Anyway, but this this video has gone viral. Uh, So many outlets are covering it as the gay version of Beauty and the Beast. And, of course, you play. You play unbelievably. Um, And, like, you put a lot of production into this, like, with the costumes and the filming and the location. Where did you guys actually film it? So I didn't realize that we have a ballroom just one block from where I live. There's this beautiful old retirement You're gay and you don't know it's a block away from you? I know where every ballroom is in five miles. <laughs> it's called it's this retirement home called Shady Pines. Yeah. <laughs> I know that one. To, to my surprise, they have a ballroom that almost never gets used. And I walked in and I said, wow, this looks like it was built for the set. And they said, you can use it. The, it's yours the whole day. Now you you like you played now there. Uh, you also played in the middle of a church without your shirt playing Hallelujah, which no. is beautiful. No, um, I you, did. And you know what's really funny is I didn't even think about the fact that I was playing shirtless in a church till someone mentioned it in a comment. 
And right this, oh, and right this minute, the uh, TV show which aired it, they went on and on about the church, and I was sitting there thinking, oh yeah, I guess that's controversial. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, first first of all, what, what, someone who commented on my YouTube video about being shirtless in the church, I oh. said, hey, Jesus did it first. <laughs> well, when was no, the last time you no, had food? No, Do you eat? It. Do you eat at all? What's yeah, your, about three weeks he, ago, yeah. I had some uh, saltine crackers. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I had a piece of lettuce. I nearly died. It was so indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, where can our listeners uh, find your videos? Because um, you played on like on a glacier. You played like on a moving deer. It's, Sounds uh, cold. Yeah, so you're not cold on a glacier shirtless? Uh, you should see his pictures. He's definitely oh, not cold. Rink. Yeah, I played on an ice rink. It was freezing. Yeah, I froze my nipples off. Oh, well, they're, they're back. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> uh, Matthew. YouTube, so you can find all of my videos on my YouTube page, Shirtless Violinist. I'll come right up. I don't have any competition yet, so it's pretty easy to find me. Awesome. And you can see all your videos uh, that have done so well. So you actually have a little surprise for Mr. San, Stan Zimmerman. You have a sexy surprise. Hey. Mr. Zimmerman, uh, this one's for you. Take oh. it away, Matthew Olson, the Shirtless okay, Violinist. here it comes. Should I take my shirt off? <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Beautiful. What a special treat. Wow. Thank you so much, Matthew. And uh, you're going to be visiting us uh, live in person wow. in June. <laughs> so you're actually going to be here in the studio. You need to get together with my pop culture segment uh, correspondent, Stephen Daler. Stephen Daler plays uh, piano, classical music like I've never Shirt- heard it. Shirtless? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> actually, actually, shirtless yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to do a collaboration. Man, I got to get a gimmick. Absolutely. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get a gimmick. I'll be the shirtless plumber. <laughs> you want to be the you, shirtless uh, stewardess. I don't know. What are we? Pianist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, but you guys can't tell. I'm pantless right now. I'm the pantless <laughs> radio show. I get it now. Oh, I'm not wearing doing, socks. We're so. doing this all wrong. No, what have I been doing? We could be the shirtless cobbler. <laughs> cobbler. Cobbler. Who says cobbler? Welcome back to Merry Old England. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matthew. Uh, fans, check him out. YouTube, uh, shirtless violinist. Bye. He does live streams on Instagram as well. Uh, Matthew, can't wait to see you uh, in studio. And thank you so much for that little treat. Yes. Thank you very much, Alex. See you in June. All right. And say hi to your boyfriend. I will. Bye. Uh, bye, 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 bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks, boyfriend. <laughs> Here we go again. It's entertainment. Yeah, They're yeah, all dispensable. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so, wow. Yeah, so, it's probably average. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, let's talk about, about sex and execs, yes. uh, starring our guest, yes. uh, Bain and Parvish. Um, now, the idea came from this, this amazing, uh, like, Twisted mind of mine? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Jim Berg, yes. Briefly, briefly. Uh, uh, explain what sex and execs is. It is uh, one day in the life of a women's athletic wear company, and it's told from two point of views, the secretaries and the executives. I love it. And I've been both, and we thought that was really interesting. You were to, secretary? I was someone's assistant, yes, in New York. 
For how and, long? Uh, that probably lasted, what, like a about month? A, yeah, a day and a half. No, I learned so like, much. Get your own coffee. No, I was really a good, very good assistant, really? actually, yes. So I thought it would be very interesting to see the different points of view, and um, I was lucky enough to get brilliant actors as these two to to play with us for it's, five days. It's and a great cast. Uh, our On the Rocks friend uh, that's been on the show many times, Mindy Sterling is in it. Uh, of course, Olivia to Abo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's on Tello Films. Yes. And so go to Tello Films. But we actually have the trailer here. Oh, yay. So, um, have you seen the trailer? You've seen yeah, the trailer. Of yeah, of course. Okay. I'm not sure. Listen, it. it's no. going to be such a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Bridget McManus made this little trailer for us. I know right? Bridget McManus. Yeah, I've so interviewed her. A wonderful stand-up uh, comedian. And she was kind enough to make this for us. In fact, you guys, I came to set one day to yes. do off-the-cuff uh, interviews. In, in and the office. The only people I did research on was you guys because I love you guys so much and you guys weren't even there the day it was oh, there. Bummer. Yeah, Stan crammed all my scenes into two days so yes. he could pay me less. Yes. <laughs> well, that sounds like yeah. Stan. <laughs> we had so much money on this adventure. <laughs> I, I saw craft services. I was like, I had a better lunch in my no, Uber. No, we had dumb <laughs> and water. Better than craft services. No, we had really good craft services. I brought my services. own. <laughs> we did. I brought sugar did. fish. This isn't for anyone else. No, just we, me. We had great craft services. I mean, that's the great thing about Telefilms. It's like a real show. I mean, yeah, she, I'm kidding. Yeah. Telefilms is great. They were lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Go support Telefilms. Uh, go to telefilms.com. Sign up because your other show. What's well, the only place playing lesbian based content on online anywhere, really? Well, some Republican men are watching a lot of lesbian based content. Yes. That's yeah, but those else. are just the gay for pay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I talk about the lesbian porn, pornographic films. Yeah, but those are, again, those are just oh. girls who are like, all right, we'll do it. Speaking <laughs> of which, I'll be at Dinosaur uh, Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Great transition. There you go. Well, you're, Love uh, it. You're going to be there too, aren't you? Yes, yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Each other there. Yes. You're going to be. Uh, so we're going to do a little greet. sex and execs, a meet and greet for sex and execs and skirt chasers with Elizabeth Keener. And now, talking about you guys have been on every comedy show, and Stan, you've worked with so many comedy actors coming together. Um, I mean. Did you come to the set like fans of Stan's work? Were, was there any nerves involved, or was it just like let's get to work? They let's had get no down idea. To it? No, we had been no. friends. And Stan and, um, worked on was like were you shadowing? I was to shadowing direct? directing on yeah. Sean Saves the World, which Correct. was Sean. Oh, uh, you were on the show. Oh, and Bane, you were Hayes. on Rita Rock. I was on I Rita Rock. Yes. Yeah, that's how I met. That's Stan. how we first met. Yeah, she did a guest spot. Wait, was, we loved her. It's funny, he puts all of his other friends, except the Latinos, in his films. <laughs> oh, wow. ouch. They're going okay. to be more than half the country in yes. a few years. <laughs> Honestly, this is just Miguel a little joke. Miguel is in the show. Plays Marlon. He's a fake Latino. He's whiter than a... a, fo- a Stop fo- it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys, okay. I love him. He's hung out with Tori Spelling. I <laughs> yeah, love him. Come on. <laughs> but he's a little, she's a few shades lighter than I am. And he's in a new pilot produced by uh, Melissa McCarthy and yes, Ben Falcone and Michael yeah. Urie. And, yeah. so Written happy. by Mitch Silpa yeah. and uh, Jim yeah. Cashman. Very excited for Amy's He and I are against for, uh, for the same parts all yeah, the time. I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, Parvi, so many people come up and say, oh my God, you look like that guy. That was an outsource all this time. We do look alike. Yeah, because we're oh, both. I see that. You guys yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. We're so both handsome. brown. We're chubby. Talented. We got the nose. Uh, excuse me. Oh, I'm chubby. I love it. Oh. Enjoy, embrace it. I got a thin white man. Okay. What? Uh, you gotta find. We know it. Come on, I want, look at you. I You're call beautiful. It full of talent. It's like a. Do you? Your eyes. Rubenesque. <laughs> no, no, no. My eyebrows are much are crazy. You have nice eyebrows. Oh. Mine are. Mine. Joe Crawford and Betty Davis. Seriously, are you, you watching it? I'm obsessed. obsessed. But it's so gotten good. better because the first episode. I'll be honest. I oh, wasn't God. sold on it. The first episode was Mommy Dearest, and then <laughs> the second episode, like, oh, we got we're picked up. Yeah. Relax. Yes. Relax, yes. Susan. Yes. 
Last I, episode I can't was the best. watch it. Why? Because of this whole Susan Sarandon. We talked about that on the show. Once. Yeah, oh, come on. Thing. You used to oh, listen yeah, to Michael Jackson yeah. music? No. When Don't um, Stop Till You Get Enough comes on, don't tell me you don't move a little bit. Do you watch Rosemary's Baby? No. I, uh, I did not I, like what I'm she did. I'm obsessed with the show. With, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I agree but it has gotten better. Alfred Molina? But he so can do good. no wrong, and he's in. He's like the Latino Morgan Freeman. He's in every goddamn film, right. TV show, commercial. And let's talk about Jackie Hoffman as Mamacita. Right. I'll be really honest. That's she's the only Jewish. character why that's did, why not working oh for me. Oh my gosh, Jackie Hoffman should have won a Tony years ago. But she's she's playing too much. That's my opinion. She's too big with the character, even though she's playing. Does that make sense to anybody? No, she's opposite Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon camping it up. I think she's fine. I know. We I can will. agree to disagree. I should talk. Like, nobody we're called okay. me. We're we agreed to disagree. We yeah. can disagree. I just uh, think you're horribly wrong. No, <laughs> no, I, no, I no. thought you were going to end at you're horrible. No, no. no I just have loved uh, Jackie for years. So talented. Years. So talented. And it's so nice to see her in something this big. I have a Jackie Hoffman story. Okay. So I met Quality on Third Street and just having like, because it's one of like the best like basic brunch, breakfast, lunch places in L.A., and Jackie's having a meal with... I love that place. And that. it's great. And she's having a meal with Susie Nakamura, who's on Dr. Ken, Second, Ciz- Second City, Asian American, like, royalty. And Susie's like, have you met my friend Jackie? I'm like, actually, Jackie, I just saw you. This is when she had done Adam Family. Yeah, Adam's Family. The Adam's Family yep. um, great musical. Reviews. Yep. And I saw it in Chicago before it had transferred to New York. And she told me, like, I'm like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I was home visiting. I saw it. And she's like, my part got bigger on Broadway. <laughs> and I was like... And Susie was like, I'm sorry. This is how she is. <laughs> I love people like Isn't that, that crazy? Yeah, like, first impression is just like, I'm telling you, oh, I thought you were my great. My got bigger And she's Broadway. like, my part got bigger on Broadway. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll take your word. No, reviews actually centered a lot around her performance. And B.B. Newworth was like, hello, I was at it too. True. <laughs> but they wrote her part so badly. That Morticia Adams worrying about aging. That's not Morticia. Yeah. No. <sighs> anyway, um... Let's watch the trailer from okay. Sex and Execs. Hey. Now, do you want to narrate us through the trailer? Or do I'd you just rather want us not. To, to Let watch Bane will, will narrate. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's let it speak for yeah. I think it's Okay, let's just speak for itself. When we return, we are doing pop culture. What is going on uh, with our pop culture correspondent, Stephen Daler? Can, so, can I have more vodka? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Stephen, pop I, I, culture, we pass. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> I need to make sure I have some more left. I should have brought my Tito's. I have tequila over here. No, no. You have tequila over here? Welcome back from maternity leave. I missed you terribly, Leslie. Oh, I have a zillion questions for you. Fire away, Bob. I reviewed the winter issue mock-up, and I am fully up to speed. When she comes back to work today, everyone pink slipped. No! Yes. Another powerful woman trying to prove that she hasn't gone soft after giving birth. You're fired. If it's about the whole husband-wife thing, please know I'm not the least bit homophobic. In fact, I made out with a girl in college once. Assistants are like children. We train them to be brilliant and punish them if they're anything less. Do you have any idea what being an executive entails? Duh. (laughs) You arrive when you feel like it, return a few calls, take a three-hour lunch, yell at people, then leave early to get more blonde highlights. I think I make an awesome exec. I mean, we talk about them more than we do our significant others. They are our significant others. I mean, think about it. They know everything about us. Social security numbers, our computer passwords, our real hair color. Which days to be in a cup for us so the court can check our alcohol levels. What? Your assistants don't do that? So you think I want to be some sad 60-year-old still making my boss's coffee? Sorry, Sherlock. Do you have any idea what it is like living your secondhand life? It sucks. Jesus, Marlin, if it's about this guy, you can have him. 
It's not about him compared to you. He means shit to me. Well, he means even less to me. You guys do know I'm still here, right? Screw, Screw you. you. I just want you to treat me the way you did before. You know, just because I've had a kid, it does not mean that my brain has turned into strained carrots. It's so hypocritical. Would you be treating a man like this? What is everybody staring at? Honey, you're lactating. Oh, God. Us secretaries gotta stick together. Administrative professionals, if we don't own it, who will? Power to the 99%. Right? Right on. Love it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh. I, have, I have to say one thing about both of your acting styles that I love. You guys have big personalities, but you do every moment subtly, oh, but you nail every comedic moment from all of your different roles. That's such a nice thing to Thank say. Thank you. And it's Thank honest because I'm a real bitch and I would not lie. No, it's no, true. no. It all yeah. <laughs> Sally Kellerman was here and I was like, um, hi. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it was just an, like, it's just so you learn. It's just like you glean. We like the collaboration. Because we can go so big and crazy, yeah. like when we do stage, and there's such an economy. And now, even specifically with like web and new media, you actually almost kind of can be smaller, intimate. Yeah, because if you're even big and crazy on this, it's too much. It has to have truth too. It has to be. But you're trained actors. Reality. Where did you both study? Um, I studied. Well, I got. I've been acting since I was a really little kid and so you know as a kid I was really into musicals and then there's a picture on your uh, Instagram of you in tap shoes by the way oh of oh, course there is yes. and I think I have I think I'm wearing um, a headband that matches yes. the leotard and the leg warmers. And I think your brother's in the background <laughs> making fun of you yeah it's yeah. really funny actually it's one of my favorite pictures it's like a, a, a it's pure 80s and it's like a striped like sort of Jane Fonda leotard but it came with a matching headband <laughs> And matching leg warmer. So I've got the whole thing on, and I'm tap dancing, and my brother's in the background going like, like, because he's seven years older, and he thought I was just like the worst thing that ever happened to him. Like, like I have, like I have a sister, because it's like I have two brothers, and they're really close in age. So, But it's like, I have this younger sister, and she's like into tap dancing. So I was like always going around the house like, look, 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 look at me. You know? Bane, where are you from? There? Are you East I'm Coaster? I'm Jersey. Nice. Yeah. Do you do the New York time? I did. I When I graduated from college... From I where? lived in New York, Bates College, uh -huh. and I lived in New York and basically like was like, I'm going to be an actor, mm. and then I was like, I'm getting my ass kicked, because like <laughs> you get there and it's just so overwhelming, like how am I going to make this work, how do people do this, how do you go from this idea, so it was a lot of years of, of temping and doing um, improv and taking improv classes and studying, you know, just with all different types of people. Um, one of the best things I ever did was I did an apprenticeship during those sort of crazy years at Actors Theater of Louisville, wow. which is an amazing yeah. regional theater. Totally. Tony Award winning. And um, that's where I feel like I really learned some of those very solid skills of how to kind of take all of those like pieces that I had and kind of put them together. 
Well, and to Stan's point, coming you know from big because improv is very big, yeah. and Parv, I know that you've done musical theater. In fact, you were in Peter Pan with John O'Hurley. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have we actually have some pictures uh, f- from there. It's very big and broad. So, what director or what what acting style taught you how to play camera? Because camera literally will capture if you like have a little flutter in your eyelash. Yeah, I was so fortunate. I'm from Chicago, uh, Chicago suburb of Napier, uh, called Naperville, and then I went to Roosevelt. <coughs> Excuse me, in downtown. <coughs> and we had... Don't get choked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is your life. <laughs> and here's your first grade so teacher right here. I apologize. I knew this would happen. We had a... I'm a SAG after board member here in LA, and we had a meeting last night, and it's everyone shouting? was coughing, and I'm like, oh. I'm going to get sick, and so I think I'm at the beginning. Actors oh, have good. more diseases than, like, yeah. a lab rat. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I apologize. Calm down. Calm down. I have comms forte. Um, but, no... <laughs> you know what it is, rescue remedy. Um, what was the question? But playing big and then learning. Sure. Like, who, so, who taught you how to scale down, or did you see yourself the, in an initial role? You're like, wow, that was way. The best worst thing is like to be 20 years old and take like a your first on camera class in Chicago. With like commercial, we had we did a lot of commercials in Chicago. We go up and down. Like we had like I was just at the end of that wave of like early edition had just I think finished up. ER was still going, but like. I love your scene in the R, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. I love my it first, so much. My first TV when I moved here in 04. I think Noah Wiley learned so from you, though. That. In that scene, Noah Wiley is literally in the back of the room looking at you. No. And I see him learning how to act from you. I'm not no. even kidding you. The great thing about Noah Wiley, now bringing it back to theater, is like when I first like met at the Blank Theater, which is Noah Wiley's yeah. theater, yeah, yeah. one of the small theater companies here in L.A., he remembered that scene. I remember like, you're on my reel. And he's like, I remember you're that kid <laughs> who was messing up. I'm like, yeah. But... um. <laughs> When you are 20 in a theater town, improv comedy town like Chicago, and you have to learn, like, you're just doing, like, a... I remember, like, doing the... I remember doing the NyQuil commercial that Nathan Lane did. Do you remember him? Like, the sneezing oh Sifley. And he goes to... Blast from the he knocks past. on his next door. That. The eyebrows up to here, you know, going, like, do you have any NyQuil? You know, like, and to do it, you think, as, like, a stage actor, you're like, do you have any NyQuil? Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> and you're like, no, less is all you need. And so... When you get, as any ham kind of an actor, when you realize you get that laugh from by doing so little, you remember that. Yeah. On stage, you know you have to push it big. I mean, if it's a 2,000 seat, 500 seat, 90 seat, you know, you know what level to push. But camera, you you just capture everything. And so there's such a joy to see how little you can do to affect. No, I have to ask this. When you guys are in the audition room, and how many p- actors have you had to audition for a role that you want? Do you play bigger in the audition room knowing that you have to pull it back for the camera? Because that in itself, the nerves must be out of control for that. I think you adjust the audition to whatever the tone of the show is, single camera, multi-cam, whether it's a film. You watch the show. Hour-long, half hour. Yeah, yeah. You try to you know get as much information, and if it's a brand new show, you have to kind of just make your best guess and take a stab at the tone and say, please adjust me if this should be Mm. a little bigger or bigger or smaller. But I think, you know, it's all about sort of making specific choices and committing to them and, and then saying, do you have any adjustments? And Bane, go with me on this now too, especially in this new day. Where we still like now we're getting to like remember in old school days like if you're if you're Jennifer Aniston and you're against two other people for the part of Rachel and Friends how we that is still 
back in the 90s to now, it's still that thing where I'm sure even like in the 80s, 70s, where if you were going to get that last part, if you're Rue McClanahan auditioning for Blanche on Golden Girls. Which she auditioned for Rose first. <laughs> exactly. I know yep. the switchy. Yep, I know yep, the switchy. Yep, yep. I'm just using an example like from back in the day. Mm-hmm. That like you are still going to like come into that room with a bunch of executives and you could be in a conference room. No. You could be in a theater. <laughs> I feel theater. nervous just mm-hmm. as you're and describing then this. Now we've Tell shifted to just they do videotape. Like if this is a single camera modern family office type show. We don't need you to play to 10 rows deep because yeah. you'll never play that on camera. However, the, I think that the final audition that they don't tell you about now is even after you book the part, is that all-important table, table read. Table read is really the final. So table read. I've heard many people get replaced after the yes, table read. Do. Even three, like, three days into rehearsal. Of course, mm-hmm. because keep in mind, that table read, an exec comes, like say even like the head of like Fox's assistant sits in the fifth row. Of this huge conference room. It's not a theater even. Not even built for acoustics. And if you think you're going to do like a Criminal Minds without a trace whisper acting here. If that assistant to the head of Mm -hmm. Fox can't hear you and then the the head asks like, what did you think of Parve? She'd be like, I couldn't hear him. And they're like, done. Plus so you they do, have to you like do, you number one too so you do to get shift, that connection. And yeah, it's, And it's done so at a do table. Sh- it's not even like when you do a stage reading right. where, where you're at st- uh, music stands and you get to talk yeah, to the person. You're true. like talking to the person over there. So I do feel like, so fascinating it to is, you guys. Like this is this extra nuance. Like, so true. I do feel like that there's this element like you have to even tell your director and writer and producers be like hey so we can have ABC buy the show I'm going to push it a little bit bigger. I know we're going to do a single cam and you're going to capture me here, but I got to play to the back of the room so we get all these laughs, all the execs leave thinking, we got a hit. So there's that element now that this is this added nuance that only now in 2017 after like 14 years in LA that I finally realized. I'm like, oh, you still have to even audition at that first table read and even unauthentically push a performance that is just going to be here. Yeah. Tim Bagley was on the show. Oh, absolutely. Tim Bagley is like, again, a genius friend. And he's in everything. Like you guys, he's in every show. The Comeback, season two. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's doing Teachers now. But he talks about, he was cast on Friends, and he was replaced the Thursday before. And then he got uh, called back by one of the casting directors from Friends, and he was so afraid to go in uh, to read because he remembers he got fired when that casting director was working. So he talked to the casting director and said, do you remember I got fired? Mm. And they're like, oh, well, we always knew, we always had three people definitely in mind to play the same guest star because they would be cycled out. No problem. It's fine. But well, to him, he was thinking being was fired from friends. Fi- what, what was the, why was he fired? Yeah, do you remember? Curious. Was it Gunther? Yeah. It just, it, he just didn't, if, no, uh, he came in as Phoebe's boyfriend who played the chef. He was only in for like three or four episodes. Right. But they had two other actors lined up ready, so they knew. Like, we had Melissa say. McCarthy, who was a, I got to know on Gilmore Girls, and she, I ran into her on the lot, and she said I wanted to be in Rita Rocks. So we wrote her a part, and then you know how you do in a multicam, you, the network and studio all come down for a run-through. Right. And she had never done a multicam show before, so she was just you know, reading the lines. Yeah. And after, they're like, well, why is she not like yeah. selling the joke? Why did you write this for your friend? And I'm like, no, she's done Groundlings. Trust me, she's yeah. funny. Yeah. This was all before Bridesmaids. <laughs> now they're Mike like, and Molly. And before Mike and Molly. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, I do think that this to, is added thing that you have teachers to. and directors and actors need to know. Like, I always tell my agent, too, like, no, no, no. I treat every table read as an audition. Because I'm, I'm living that fear that but I'm always going to get fired. go into that, though? It's, it's a big deal. I was in a Fox pilot a few seasons ago that didn't end up going. 
but we had the big table read. There was probably, and this is not an exaggeration, 40 people in the room. Sure. Um, and everyone That's had a performance. A little, it's like, uh, pay yeah. me for yeah. that it performance, too. It was huge. It was like, you know, four rows of chairs, and every chair had a little sleeve on it of the person's name and their title. And the more important people were right in the front. And... Um, and it was so nerve wracking because I remember like at every table, at every setting, there was like, there was like a water, a, a highlighter, a pencil, a box of Altoids. Like we each had our own <laughs> little thing. Sure. And I was sitting, Just in case. And I was yeah. sitting yeah. next yeah. to um, the guy playing my dad. Um, and he was like, he goes, I just have like a loop in my head going, please don't get fired. Please don't get fired. Please don't get fired. And I was like, so do I. But you have to remember, from our side, we don't want you to get fired. No. We're hoping that you... No, of course. Because yes. then yes. everyone looks bad in but that regard. But somebody right. did get fired from that table read. Yeah. It was not me. But crazy. Um, it's super nerve-wracking because, uh, just like Parv said, it's um, you're going to say things a little differently and you're going to project your voice because there's 40 people in the room versus like on the day and the take, you might go like... I knew that. You yeah, this, know, whereas in the room you'd have to be like, I knew that. Yeah. You know, this is a very whatever. nuanced thing that yeah. I'm glad actually if we can impart on anybody like that they don't tell you. Yeah. You know, they, we're yeah. we're so we focused know. on the audition, on the preparation, right. but like even when you have the job, treat it like you don't. Yeah. And, and comedy you know, it's a big uh statement. Comedy is harder to play than anything else because you, you can't just be yourself. You also have to play for the audience, you have to play for the humor of the line. We, um, I still, I know we've done a lot of cross-referencing and I've told Bane, like I'm, again, every pilot season, maybe it's every new year, I watched the comeback (laughs) season one and now since 2015, 2016, excuse me, season two. And I was telling Bane, like I I tweeted at her too. I'm like, it's just such a joy to see the show again, to see Lisa Kudrow play. She's played like from like opposite, let alone friends, but like opposite of sex to comeback Mm -hmm. to web therapy, like. The timing. You can be emotional. You can be there. And I've seen we've seen some great actors even be edited. Yep. I'm like, I did a pilot, and I always remember this one actress who we all know who has worked in comedy. And I was like, oh god, thank god you've never done a multicam or a play because you can't, you don't have the timing for it. But when they edited her, she was brilliant. But right. then when you see like people like Lisa, whose timing is so surprising to even those of us in the industry. That is that biggest finite difference between she's drama. Brilliant. And her timing allows her to take time on camera where she's not doing anything. And B. Arthur, you know, could, like you, you said, you stopped writing lines for her because well, we were she didn't sent have off to, to write a blow for a scene, which is the end of the scene. And then we realized that all B. Arthur had to do was turn and look. Right. And that was And Lisa could, well, no could do that. There. She could just yeah. be on camera, yeah. not yeah. really doing anything. But you see so much right. going yeah. in the eyes. Well, she, that- she elevated so much with just. She elevated so much bad writing on Friends, and mind you, I mean, you guys, I'm I, I watch did. Friends and I cringe. I was like, why did we as a culture gravitate towards the show? It but, was pretty. But shitty. her with the uh huh would just elevate everything. She you know she more, and yeah. she and she you know um, best. Actually, well, yeah, the actors definitely made the show. I mean, we fell in love with them yeah. and their pacing and their, their timing. I, how, I just have to say, but I, how is I mean, we have someone who's worked with Lisa. Oh well, I wanted to just say when when your original question of knowing how big, you know, the adjustment from being sort of a stage actor to being, you know, on camera. Mine was kind of trial by fire because my first big job, I did a little guest star on Sex in the City. And then 
I as was the volunteer in, for the blind. As the volunteer wow. for the blind. Wow, you guys, yes. I love Alexander. Oh, then, I do research, Parv. Girl, <laughs> I am impressed. That was the first one. And then I was in the comeback. And I was so green. Um, and it was all going on instinct. But I do remember that the first day I went in to uh, have my costume fitting and um, the costume guy, Tom Brokaw, who works on everything, and he's amazing. Uh, he was not like, the news anchor. Not the news anchor, <laughs> but you'll, and see, this is for Gigi, you'll right? see his name a lot. Yeah, for, for Gigi, Gigi. the girl writer. He looked at what I was wearing, and I was wearing, I remember I had like these diesel jeans on that I was really into at the time, and like a striped diesel sort jeans. of like, because it was of the time, <laughs> it was of the moment. Um, Us big girls love, like I tried to squeeze in those diesel jeans. <laughs> Parv, since, since you call me Chunky. Jabot. <laughs> that was me. At IOU and Z Cavaricci because yes. they were roomy. Parv, were you, were you always like a, a, a husky guy? Oh, girl, yeah. I mean, like I had a few years when between I like school, 21. The husky sign at any store. I know, but like I also, because I'm short, so I fit in that Target husky section Till I was like eighteen, <laughs> and then like, do you remember on Weeds when they had when um, Elizabeth Perkins' daughter was like the model of Huskaroos or oh something? Oh my god, I totally Huskaroos. forgot about that. I was yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. she is my spirit Huskaroos, animal. Yeah, she's blossomed into a beautiful girl. Of course, by the way. but again, like yeah. a character actor from like day one. Yeah. What about Bane and Enlightened? Okay, so that's when I okay. first wait, 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 enlightened. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to follow a line oh of thought here because All right. wait, I'm still talking about my diesel jeans. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get Go, to continue. What are, you, what are you wearing now? Um, Show us. Uniqlo? These are, these are Levi's. Okay. How nice. Um, but I, I, he, he looked at what I was wearing. Tom Brokaw, costume designer. He said, Thank um, you, Parf. because they really want it to just be, they, they're going to base all your costumes on exactly what you're wearing today because they really just want this to be you. Yeah. And that kind of clicked where it was like, oh, I don't have to put anything on this character, Gigi. I just have to try to be my authentic self. Can I, can I say something about that? Because it read so true that audiences, I told you before the show, I was obsessed with you before I even knew who you were. Like, yeah. I watched your episode over and over. The first time of the comeback, when I finally got to meet you in person, it was like I was meeting Shirley Jones, which is my <laughs> other crush, uh-huh. who I got to meet. So and so seeing nice. that was like, it was such a close second because I've obsessed over your co- uh, character because you were so real. But how naked is that to play as an actor where you're like, God, I'm so naked because you were playing the chubby, underestimated girl on the set. Right. You know, does that play with your emotions no, or your confidence? You know I didn't I didn't think about it in those terms at the time. I was so relieved that somebody saw me and saw the value of me just being me. And I that was so that empowering statement. that I could just go and try to do because I had felt all those things. And so when we got to the end of the season, when they gave me that beautiful scene where I start crying in the commissary. Yes. And I remember Lisa was so generous at the end. And she said, God, I have, I have such a hard time uh, doing tears. What did, how did you get there? And I just said, last night I sat and I thought of every job I had as a receptionist or an assistant where they underestimated me and they treated me like I was crazy to have this dream and I all I had to do was 
think about that because we've all been there. I love that you wow. said that. And in that scene, you had to bring it pretty quick because it was a fast scene, but I remember that scene so well. And all of a sudden, like it comes pouring out. As an actor, how do you guys prepare for that? They're like, okay, the funny person has to be serious. How do you prepare and how do you bring it to to fruition well, so quickly? Well, for that scene, I'll, I'll start. So I had done all this work of like, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to think about this. But let's be honest. You get in your head I after was, you do I that. I was like, just in case, I'm going to chop up some onions. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to bring them in a baggie, and I'm going to have them in my trailer. That's and not true. It's completely yeah. true. I did not end up having to use them, but that's how like crazy. Do you guys I really was. do that? No, no, no. no. But you know, okay. now I was like, I was losing my mind. I was like, well, if all else fails, I'll just like reach into this bag yeah. of onions. Okay, but uh, to be to be fair, I've seen like I did. A, I'm I did shocked a, right now. You just gave up a secret. No, no, no. I've they seen they use they use onion powder for soap operas. No, no. Now it's that menthol. Like it's I, menthol. They go. They, they blow it. The makeup people. Jerry Burns and I remember him, Kirk from Dear John. He's, he he used to do a lot of drama. I'm friends with Jerry and Breaking Bad. I yeah. love him. I did a show with him where I played an assistant to him, and I was called Parvesh because like half the time they just named me Parvesh. Yeah, it's easy. And they're lazy. And um, <laughs> but it was um, Help Me Help You, and it was with Ted Danson, Susie Nakamura, and Jerry. And he, poor thing, like for hours had to cry and break down. It was like a show about therapy. And he ran out, of, and then they found, yeah. and then he was finally like, "Just give me the the menthol." The menthol works, and the, it did. Um, but like, I but do remember like thinking like, I think that they like, I was talking to friends about, too about like, I was talking to someone about like old Chicago days too, like musical theater actors, comedic actors can do drama so well because we are already dark, depressed people. No, we are already like we can have such honest, access. Have to you our been emotions. to a cast party? An hour after it should have ended, every musical <laughs> theater cast party. Yes, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm coming out of the closet. I'm having a bisexual experience over here. D- That's what every musical theater that cast Lin party Man- ends up. Am I wrong? No, Stage that Lin- manager tells you to go home. Please, you don't. that Lin Manuel no. Miranda sketch on SNL about the Crucible cast oh, I party seen that. is oh, all of our high God. school. That's like me after Mystery of Edwin Drood after Fantastic. Mystery of Edwin Drood is a very difficult show. Oh, we did in high school. We cut a lot high of high school. Yeah, we cut a lot of the cock jokes, <laughs> and of course, we still had white people play the Indians. Thank you, Naperville. Oh my god! So it about, is not we had Indian people talking about the comeback. Um, Bane, I want to talk about your return to the comeback ten years after the fact yeah. when people finally appreciated. We all could talk ad nauseum about how the comeback was way before its time. It oh, was. It's required viewing. Even it right really now, li- I was watching. So, Bane, where I ended up, because I, I tweeted Bane, I was like, uh, I'm at the, when you're in the Whole Foods, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and season oh, two. Uh, that's what we're going to play. Great. <gasps> oh. So, like, I, my boyfriend walked into the room. I'm like, what are you watching? I'm like, nope, stop, <laughs> shut it down. We went back to episode had, one, season one, 2005. Because yeah. I'm like, no, I did you the have same to watch thing. This. And I had to rewatch that scene over and over. Because I saw, because they put you in a fat suit uh-huh. ten years later, I don't know what makeup chips. job this person the was because chips. you were still able to convey so much. And it's we know so in a fat suit, I wear a fat suit every week, and you know, I'm still able to. Stop it, girl! Love yeah. yourself. You're beautiful. I'm just teasing. Um, can we play uh, Bane's? That's hot scene? in Cleveland. No. Stan, Stan, co-host. It's like he's new to this whole entertainment Seriously. thing. Play, play, please. Keep in mind, this is 10 years. So how are you? Taking Hollywood by storm? <laughs> kind of. I'm doing Pretty Little Liars. 
Wow. Oh, you really are taking it by storm. I love that show. Yeah. Love Thanks. him, by the way. I love it, too. Yeah, those yeah. girls are the best. Oh, oh Robert Morris. your child. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Uh, when? When is that? I'm not really sure. I'm on a list. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I, I need a root canal. That's on the list, too, but I never have any time off. So. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, working so hard. <laughs> Those pauses, sure, though, that you know, Lisa's not afraid to take. Teeth are important, just FYI. <laughs> I saw your HBO show last night. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I did a pilot for them three years ago. I really thought it was going to go. It was called Who Could Love You? Oh. A female-driven comedy about a woman who woke up one day four times bigger than when she went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? Did you come uh-huh. up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much play, But you see right? those lick, lick, and then all of a sudden, like, it, it just, it's here. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. No, no. She has no idea what to do. It hurts. <laughs> Three years and I'm still crying. <laughs> it was, it was so good, Val, the show. It was everything that I wanted to say as a writer, and now I'm on ABC Family. <laughs> well, you Three, know. Four. Gigi. Look on the bright side, you know. You're on a hit. Mickey, you have a Kleenex giver. Plus, PLL is so much work. And no one ever says, hey, Gigi, you want to get a drink after? Right. Well, you know, they're all underage, the PLLs, right? <laughs> I belong on HBO, Val. I do. Okay. My show. Come on, you were on HBO twice, so. <laughs> really? In real life. I'm sorry. No. No, you know what, Gigi, you're a real big disappointment, right? But that timing, you're right, is so so good. You know what you do is you take that ABC family money and you buy yourself a real nice house. I own four houses. (laughs) 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 Because I don't have anyone and it's hard to get my dogs back and forth between the houses and I have this spin-off. Complete and utter bitch, you don't even understand. Wow. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, this went well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice to see you, Valerie and Mickey. Yeah. Don't show this anywhere. Jane. 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 I'm not allowed to cry. Don't show it. Okay. Come on. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. So um, Bane, I just have, I have to remind our That's listeners. amazing. It, it's really amazing. Because you're making it so Funny, but it's, we yeah. should be feeling it. But about. like we're just, but we did feel it. We're like, oh god, I need to work harder. It's like That's what I got so from good. that scene. Um, but I have to just remind our listeners again: Shameless, Fresh Off the Boat, Bones, Two Broke Girls, Hot uh, in Cleveland, Parks and Recreation, which I love that scene, uh, Sex in the City, of course, the comeback, Enlightened with Laura mm. Dern. Laura Dern is tearing it up again, right now. So again, another like binge. Like Amazing. I feel like the boyfriend yeah. and I, he hadn't seen Enlightened. I'm like, you have to watch this show. We're going to get through this in a weekend. And you play such a crazy, odd, yes. <laughs> no, unlikable very, character, yeah. which is it hard is. for us comedians because yeah. I want to be liked all the time. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm, I'm Valerie Cherish. I want to be 
But I need them but to like me. But aren't we all like a little bit in yes. entertainment? We all read reviews. No, we all do that. Some people don't Stare. care. Do, do you read reviews from like when your show premieres? Because now you're directing stage shows and all this stuff. Do you read the reviews that? I have to. Yes. Yeah. Why? But do you why? have to? I'm yeah. curious. But also because I have to, in case there's something good, I can put it in the advertisements to keep selling the show. But I remember when I did But that's this, your producer hat, not that the artist hat. I was just going to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Lauren Graham said, because uh, I was doing this reality show. Because you guys are besties. I'm Bravo. Honestly. At the time I was on Gilmore. And she said, do not look online or read anything about yourself. And of course, you oh, kind of sneak and look. So I said, I'll yeah. just do it but until there's something mean. But can't you learn mean. something from it, too, though? But I mean, do you guys look or read what, stuff about you? I mean, I mean how, do you, how do you deal with that? You can't. You can't, you I, can't how can you not? Yeah, you have to kind of be careful. Um, luckily, you know, there, you, there you, are cons- you can't go down a... The rabbit hole. Yeah, rabbit yeah, hole. Then. There no, could be constructive things said, though. No, but you have to. I get people remember. after every show saying my voice is so high. I'm like, what are you well, talking about? Well, keep in mind, my my, my that's just me telling yeah. you that. <laughs> <laughs> my, really, Mary Poppins? <laughs> oh, calm down. My uh, my point of view on that has changed so much. Seeing the Roger Ebert documentary in the last few years, I Life Itself, to, I've heard and then City of that. Gold which is Jonathan Gold, the food critic, Pulitzer Prize-winning food critic from L.A. Times. Um, these are criti- critics, you know, right. in food and film, who are kind of like these schlubby trolls, and now I just love them so much more because they were cultural anthropologists through food, through cinema. That being said, when random sh- Joe Schmoes is like, oh, I think he looked fat. Oh, he's weird. What's with the nose? I'm like... That's irrelevant. You have to really hone in on what is artistic and creative. No, because any kind of cheap, uh, be honestly, like I know you, you got, you already had that moment, you know. But people go there. We go to that physical. But I wanted, that one of the biggest it. topics I have for both of you is diversity. You guys are dealing with diversity in such different things. Like I could have called you character actors. I don't. I don't call you character actors because you're you're more than that. Parv, you've had to deal with diversity in such a different way in terms of your ethnicity. And people assume, oh, you're an an immigrant. Hello, you come from Illinois. Um, Your your sexuality. Don't you get the question? Where are you from? Where are you from? Well, no, because I know I'm a bitch and, you know, no, but I, we I don't know answer that. questions. But, right. yeah. I, but I get the question, not. where are you from? I'm like, Chicago. Like, where are you really from? I'm like, oh, you're right, Naperville suburb. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Americans tend to identify only with what they physically see. Right. And, Bane, like, you're a white woman who's not 5'9 and, and over. You guys are literally fighting for diversity with every role that you take. Yeah. That has to be a little wearing. Do you guys get the same pitches for the same type of character all the time? Sort of, although because I was on The Comeback and Enlightened and I played really different characters on those, those are kind that kind of really helped me because I get different versions of those. And then I love when I get something like I got to play this really different character on the show Heart of Dixie, which was like just this light, frothy on CW on the CW. Wow, it's actually H A R T. Uh, yes, because <laughs> her name Research is Zoe. Research again. Hart. Uh, I love yeah. you. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's not fun when you get a breakdown that says um, she's uh, a pitiable sad sack who lives with seven cats and like has never known the touch of a man. Like, none of us. Enjoy, you know. That's, I, I know, huh, but, but 
but that's not me. But right, but Stephen Danner gets those casting calls all the time. But we've, we've that, that's sure. me. That's well, actually, he is he is obviously the media idea of like yeah. you know he put in a lot of work into he's wearing a see through shirt and everything. <laughs> it's half see through, but <laughs> but there's an, there's an element it's though. Like, like <laughs> I think that. I used to like even be like, well, that's not me even too with those breakdowns. Like, I remember Gupta on Outstars, he has sad eyes. I remember being like, I do, and I can do something with that. But wait a minute. Gupta ended up being one of the most positive characters from that whole show. Sure, but I'm just saying like because they changed the, of the pathos of that changes because we add humanity mm-hmm. into it. And mm-hmm. I will never be like so scared of those kind of breakdowns anymore because we're either going to like – I have a point of view on this kind of character and either you're going to like it. No, we wanted stereotypical. Like, okay, then I'm not going to be the person but for this. But it does have to play with your psyche. And, and to be fit, well, I don't know because like I will. It's an opportunity. As an actor, we know. And, and Bane, I don't, I will never speak for you, but like I would just want to say like, I know I'm not a Romeo. I'm barely even a Mercutio, but I can rock a Benvolio and rock a Peter. <laughs> or Juliet. You left out Juliet. In that production, yes. Oh, or the I'd nurse. Ra- actually, oh, no, no, I was going to say I'd rather be a Lady Capulet. My point being is, like, if you, I know. If you were to play the nurse, though, in Romeo and Juliet, I would lose my shit. Because it would be brilliant. Yeah. Because oh, we would never be even good. have to talk. We don't even do a trans statement about it. It's just like this person could play a nurse. My point being is, like, we have to give voice to these people, too. And I understand my physicality, what I'm presented, and what world I live in where mm-hmm. America presents what is stereotypical, stereotypically beautiful and everything. But I, we also have game in our life. We are fine. You know. Parf, can, I, can I just name your TV yeah. roles real fast? Sure. Uh, from roles in The Goldbergs. <laughs> I just want to talk about Bane. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, believe me. Uh, I'm obsessed. Roles in The Goldbergs, Fresh Off the Boat, The Odd Couple, The Real O'Neills, Superstore, yeah, yeah. Cleveland, of course, Outsourced. Yeah, you got the last few years. And then uh, Transformers Rescue Bots. That, that is a cartoon. And um, we should all be blessed because voice work is the most immediate, more than commercial, more than anything else, is the most immediate response to your work as an actor. Ginny McSwain was my voice director on Transformers Rescue Bots that ran on the Hub Network and now it's on Discovery Kids. Four years is the longest running Transformers cartoon ever. More than the eighty the one in the eighties that we are did, you know, and everything. I am so grateful to that because I learned so much about what why uh, who's that guy? Lorenzo somebody Lamas. Thank no I was just gonna about to, I was about to Stop say it. The guy who was the original Garfield and played parts before he's got a very Bill Murray voice. He was this. He was this director and actor, and he was like he didn't want to do anything else because he just he knew that he wanted to just live this life where whatever he manipulated was with, with his, his voice. voice. My um, name dropping. We'll pick it up on yeah. the floor after. Shank. But Danny Pudi is one of my best friends. Pudi's going to be in the new Smurf film that comes out next week, and um, he's one of the I forget which one. He's Huey, Dewey, Dewey or Louie right. of the new Ducktales, and we have to. Like voice work is such a thrill because you will they they'll be like do it again. Mindy do Sterling it does a lot of, hello. Yeah. I mean again yeah. we are yeah. so fortunate because like there's this element of like just another added realm and world to our life. And again, the person that I am physically would never be associated with anything Transformers wise. Parf, I have to say I'm very surprised to meet you in person because I see you on screen. I'm like oh party boy blah 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 blah. You have like so much insight, and you're very grounded. I'm a nerd. I love tell. I love our industry. My friends joke like I'm a walking IMDb. I'm like because 
Wouldn't you, yeah. if we were engineers or doctors, are, shouldn't you and know hello, everything? It pays the bills. Like you have to be that kind of. Actor. But Alexander, aren't you? You too. You know pop culture. We've heard some references. I don't that wake you up dropped. before two p.m. So uh, hey, I, have no idea. <laughs> I barely made it before eleven today because so I had to go to call. Um, can I play a clip from one of your more <laughs> understated performances? Oh no! Uh, I'm yes. so excited. What, is, what this? is this? No, no, no! I don't know either. Kurt, hurry up! Kurt, oh Tom, God, I was freaking out. Tom York, just act it out. What time is it? Oh, yeah. 805? Yes. It's from a reel. Underestimated performance. Look at him go! Oh, my God, yes. Look at that! Musical theater. Yep. Yeah. Okay, all right. I will win the competition, and by this time next year, my name I'm just doing my gay granduncle, basically. Is that true? Whenever I do an Indian accent, it's two people. Does he expect your royalties? No, he's an... Gay granduncle. He lives in Amsterdam. But listen to his voice, because... This is comedy, but it actually sounds really good. Do you understand... Do you feel the same? You can hear you musical feel the same. What is this? You're going to do a collaboration with Stephen Daler and the shirtless Sorry, violin. You're, you're, you're no, throwing me no, back. Are you serious? Like, no, dude, I've been waiting outside right, for right. hours. All right, all right. We're done, we're done. We're amazing. done with the real. Now, I am so grateful. I'm looking back and I am still get so thrilled we forget, like, a chubby Indian-American kid from Chicago doesn't ever get to do a Bollywood dance number on network, on network TV, television. NBC. And I um, was just talking. So good. So, no joke, Outsource cast are some of my closest family and friends to this day. Ben Rappaport, our lead white kid. We have some pictures of you and, and the cast. Yeah, Ben um, just had his birthday on Thursday. He, We're both doing ABC hour-long pilots this year, and he's doing the Shondaland pilot. I'm doing one with Tony Collette. And what? Yep. You well, didn't just say Tony Collette, did you? Girl, I already told her that Who Connie and Carla was my favorite movie. Connie Carla is my favorite Don't movie. Don't cry for me, oh, Argentina. Oh, my God. And Wait, she was can't... originally cast. Wait a minute. Alec she was Mata. originally cast in Chicago, and then she got pregnant. And they're like, oh, well, we can't have a pregnant woman. And they cast Catherine Zeta-Jones, who got pregnant. Yes, but she got, a Tony, but she got a Tony nomination for The Wild Party. Don't yes, forget. she did. She's so, amazing. Um, can my point being like. the show? Oh God, I love her. She is again. Talk about someone who's like that wasn't we're, we're, taking, no. we're taking photos with like a like just like a guest, like a co-star on the pilot, and and we're all taking photos with him. And Tony's like, "Pav, don't make me be the asshole." Fine, I'll get up and take a photo. You know, like she's just like, "All right, you guys are all taking photos with this guy. I'll no, get out I for my fans." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, um, no joke, um, Anisha from Outsource, who actually is a Broadway diva. She's doing the. She's in workshops right now for the Monsoon Wedding musical oh, of yeah. Mira Nair's film. I did one workshop from it, and then Mira Nair was like, oh, "You're not good enough." Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. No, she's amazing. But Anisha is um, going to get a Tony nomination when it goes to New York. Ben stayed with me. He's doing the Shondaland. Um, Sasha is on Iron Fist on Netflix. We've been texting with him because we're like, "When did you learn kung fu?" And and Rizwan with the mustache is recurring on. Shit's Creek with Catherine uh, O'Hara. So if you could, Shit's Creek. If you could do, TV. if you could do any uh, musical on stage, what would you want to do? Actually, oh. it's very Stan, hard. I just want to take all my rap. No, I'll tell questions. you. I was very fortunate to do a couple workshops of the musical Found, 
based on the magazine, found magazine, and we did the the Atlantic, and then I couldn't do the production because I did the show called A to Z on NBC. So Danny oh. Pudi played my part off Broadway, and now they've made into a one act version. And yeah, Victoria Lang crossed. was the producer. You she, know Victoria? She's a very good friend of mine. We're working on a musical now. What? Yeah, there you go. I'm doing, the, I'm doing the podcast. Wait, why am I not in the uh, musical, Stan? What? We got to do the photo in Victoria. Oh, left, definitely. Okay, so, so Victoria. You two should do a, but I would. Lo- that's yeah. the show I'd love to you, do. Do you know what you and I should do? In some cabaret review, you and I should sing Agony from Into the Woods. Do you know what I would love to do? If, if I had a better yeah. voice. Oh, he totally disregarded that. No, I would. Because like Agony. Tavia in but I, on the I, I, I'm now I'm ruined from Into the Woods because I have mixed feelings of the movie the musicals. Film was awful. There's some but good we parts. We would kill Agony. There's some good parts. Actually, we should do Lily's Eyes from Secret Garden. My first Broadway show I ever got to see was uh, Secret Garden. Uh, with Daisy Egan. I saw oh, that too. I saw and that too. She, she yeah, guessed it on the show a few times and I freaked yeah, out. She's so now, ready Amazing. to know like how okay. frou-frou my public school was. We did Mystery of Edwin Drew junior year. We did Secret Garden sophomore year. Yeah. yeah did was, you sing Lily's Eyes? That's one of the no, hardest I was songs. The, I was the fakir. Hello, Mandy Indian. Patinkin. He's got yeah. that crazy... I'm not a fan of... Ma- what? I'm Mandy, Mandy Buntinkin. Oh, what a <laughs> And I've been thinking. Oh, what a she sounds like Nikki. Argentina has gone to town. Over the death of an actress called Eva Perron. We've all gone crazy. Morning all day and Wait, back to Mandy. Night falling over ourselves. Took it all. Wait, stop. But he did this in Secret Garden. Patty needs me. But and when then, he couldn't he hit runs. the note, he would go to Falsetto. Stephen and I are going to go get some sushi. Do you oh. mind? Yeah. Here's oh. what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Don't be jelly. I'm just going to go. <laughs> Sorry, we went on this artistic No, the three of you should be in a musical together. Okay. we got to figure out what it All is. Right. Gonna... Here's what's happening. We should do Merrily We Roll Along. Oh. Merrily, Merrily, Rolling Not along. a day goes by. Anyway, yeah. I need your guys out to as help a me song. It ended up with Jason Alexander. That was oh his first God. Broadway show. That. And Malcolm Getz. Don't forget. And no, anyway, Malcolm Getz. There's going to be a great a documentary new brain? about that. All William right. Finn, a new I brain. I need you guys. My favorite part of the down. show. Yeah, simmer yeah. down. All right. Stephen Daylor. Number one, Stephen, we're just not going to just jump into your segment. <laughs> okay. I need to know you're a runway model, uh, fashion model, print model, whatever. I need to know what's been going on. Uh, the last, this this picture. <laughs> what the hell was that? What is happening? <laughs> Wait, okay. zoom it in there. Uh, okay, what's, that, okay. what's going on there? Well, I was I was doing a photo shoot. Uh, Marco oh, Marco. I, yeah, for Marco Marco a couple, uh, like a Saturday. What's Marco Marco? It's, it's an underwear line, and he has like swimwear, underwear, It's the highest, yep. He has a, a really, um, he, he he got, he has made his name through. He's made designs for, for artists like Britney Spears, her, who? Vegas, her Vegas show, Britney Spears. I don't know who that you is. You don't know who that is? No, no, no. no Fergie. Is she um, Madonna? Shakir, like, uh, so many people. Anyway, so he, he has an underwear line now, and we just did a photo shoot recently up in the hills. Wait, and we need this bigger. So, wait, but how did you do that? Is something coming out of your butt there? Oh, that's just a, a light that's in the background. <laughs> oh, but I understand. It was, it was perfectly placed where my light is just... But how did but you hold the, yourself the, up the there? The other pictures. Yeah, so the, see the pil- pillars behind me yeah. in the other photo? Yeah. So I decided I was just like, oh, it's I wonder very, if I yeah. can just do that. And I just has to show off it. being a tall person. No, you're right. They so, asked me to do the same shot. And are those, I couldn't <laughs> fit between the pillars. Are, are those ionic or Doric 
Um, uh, they, uh, they're actually Corinthian, it looks like. There we go. We got to the okay. French. I know, I know, I know, I know my Greek like? architecture. Wait, by I just the way. have to ask you, what does it feel like to actually be an underwear model and have people want to see you in your underwear? I just want to live vicariously <laughs> through you for one second. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, when, I mean, when I was younger, I was very, very thin. And so it. So I, what happened? You got fat? <laughs> no. Um, I just started to build up. I started to go to the gym. I mean, I, I was always, always athletic. I played yeah. sports growing up. And then when I hit 19, I went to the gym, started working out a ton. And then people were like, oh, you should, you know, take you, photos of you with your shirt off. And I was like, oh, was this cr-? before selfies or like yes. you have to use your this, digital this, camera? This, this was back in like 2006. No numbers. Yeah. Can I tell you though, like, when he no puts a, trans, a transformation Tuesday or a Thursday, whatever. What does like, that mean? A transformation Tuesday is like shows you like, you know, what before. you look like before and look, look like now. And like before I was like six foot 140 pounds and now I'm six foot I'm going to do that with my pounds. old nose and my new nose. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you look back on those, like when you're really skinny, do you feel like, like oh my oh, god? Babe, I mean, I mean, I wasn't each just, picture is like a grinder profile oh, that you stop. I mean, I wasn't just skinny. I what had is like, terrible skin. I just like you know, I had very low self esteem, really? and so yeah, it was. I mean, uh, yeah. I actually I, love to hear that from a skinny because you obviously were just so gorgeous. Yes, yeah, stop <laughs> it. You have highlights now. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? Stephen, you are going to lead us on a journey, and we all have to weigh in. Yeah. What? Weigh in. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> we're not going to step on a scale. Yes. I'm not doing that. So everybody, I hope you're ready. Oh, we're going to doing a. We are ready to make the blonde white guy I'm, feel I'm better. Gonna, I'm going to have to get through this pretty quickly. Kurt, okay. take it away. Go. Oh, there's intro music. Wait, turn around. Oh, is that even a suit? Is that you? On the Rocks is proud to present Pop on the Rocks, your daily dose of Daler with your host, Stephen Daler, bringing us the latest dish in pop culture. Take it away, Stephen. I'll be in the corner drinking. All right, all right, all right. Let's see if I can get through this quickly. All right, first up on our list, uh, Power Rangers just came out this weekend. It debuted at number two. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't really beat Beauty and the Beast. It's actually kind of like really, really amazing. And it's had, People talked about it. It's, it's beat, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, Beast actually had the fourth largest second week ever with $88.1 million. I mean, that's crazy. But um, what I want to talk about actually right now is um, from Power Rangers, the controversy that was going on before the movie came out was um, the Yellow Ranger, which is uh, Trini, played by Becky Gomez. Uh, Her character is actually questioning her sexuality in the movie. Yes. And so a lot of people... It's a Power Rangers movie. Well, you know, the thing about Power Rangers is it's 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 a very diverse the whole point was to be a very diverse cast. Uh the Blue Ranger is actually autistic in the movie and um so her character isn't necessarily a lesbian, but she does question her sexuality, so she's very, she's a queer character. And people Is it is it set in modern day or is it like Yes, 90s? yes, it's a okay. complete it's a complete reboot of the reboot. series set yeah. in modern day. It still has I mean it was a really great movie. Uh, critically it did not do it, they're kind of like Throwing it, you know, not that well. But, but you had I, fun. But as as a fan and someone who grew up in the '90s, it was it's nostalgic. It's great. It's, yeah. great. it's so funny because like I feel like Power Rangers is like after my generation. I really? was like, I was like, I guys, never, I'm in no, high school, right? I'm like, Alexander, we were like, we're in high school, guys. We'll wait. We're, I'm going to watch Dawson's Creek. I'm not watching. Well, but I would watch Power anybody Rangers. in spandex, though. But really, this is like yeah. A, when that was also a thing too. It felt like, so Asian, though. <laughs> And the Asians, ugh. Asians don't want to be Hispanics. Wow, yeah, they've been controlled enough. Well, but you know, like uh, when they went to the karate stuff, it was like oh, well, clearly Japan. Yes, that was that they did that back in the day for sure. It was definitely when they were in the suits. It was from Japan, right? And, and then, the, but but in the movies, it was the characters in the actual outfits, like, like the original movies, like white and black people doing 
karate. Come on. No, no. Actually, the original cast from the from the TV show they picked those actors because they were in martial arts. Like if you saw the oh. first Power, Power Rangers movie, they were. Fighting without the costumes on, fighting these characters. So, the, but but in the movie that the, the new movie, the reboot, the, it is all it's CGI. More yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. it, but well, it's the first Got movie it. of six. Where is Amy Jo Johnson, by the way? Who, um, you know what? She uh, actually I don't want to. She's get doing spoilers. the next show after anyway, us. Yeah. But, but here's the thing: okay. with this new wave of us getting upset about LGBT characters that are not really like. Well, I mean, the, yeah, that's a thing too. Kurt, like speaking of LGBT, Kurt, no, no, uh, yeah. Kurt is the straightest person here, other than Bane. Give, yes. give him time. Okay. But you saw the movie. Or did you find it offensive? Bane, your question. It was very, it was very subtle the way they did, did the movie very turn classy. you gay. It was very subtle. No, I mean you have giant what you know dinosaur robotic dinosaurs. Am I? really going to be worrying about a, yeah. a, a potential that was Janice and, Dickinson and, 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 yeah. let's, and let's be real in the movies they only talk about it very like subtly in very in one scene you know yeah. it's, it's in a very appropriate way for people at that age you know their kids are coming into of you know coming into age so it made you know I don't understand why people got so crazy about that well we see a lot of heterosexual kissing and yeah, talk and, so and isn't this the moment that we're in right now where it should be okay to have a Mainstream character. Have, have you watched been. the news? We have a new president. I, now. Yes. I think that's no. That's, we don't that's have a new thing. president. We have somebody. Steven, that's is it, is it set, are they still high school kids? Or they, well, they, they're actually. I believe it's like it's college? either it's junior high or high school. They're very oh, wow. yeah. They're very young wow. characters. Well, I like feel like characters. that's very. I think that's accurate. I mean, yeah. like w- when I came out, like it was like wait till college, wait till college, freshman year you come out, and now like I look in twenty seventeen like. Kids are coming out in middle school. Tell me about college. In college, you'll sleep with everybody. It's like, oh, God, we're having a party. Uh, That's not true. I never slept with a girl. But (laughs) You're a golden gay. I am a golden gay. But no, I mean, like, I I concretely knew my sexuality when I was around 12. But if society um, allowed me to explore that, I would have... It's less about sex, and it's more about being able to explore... You know, I had crushes on guys, but I never explored that. So I faked the crushes I had on girls. And if if society allowed me to, it wasn't about the sex. It was about being your and, and people accepting you being that way. Was this a clearer um, identity of sexuality than like the Beauty and the Beast moment that they talked about? Yes, yes, because that one they never actually spoke about it. It was more of just like, oh, you know, the character. Just they just alluded to it because you know they like maybe like danced together. But this one, the girl, you know, she, you know that she was having issues with her identity and sure. where she was in her life, and that that was definitely like very clear that you know they'll probably explore that later in the next few films. And because you, it is six films. Wow! Did you go to the prom with the girl? Wow. I never went to my prom. Aww. You didn't go to prom. Are you I went, Even I went to prom. Yeah, I went to prom too. all four years. But like the girls clearly knew. We were like, we're friends. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sleeping with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I wish all I was right. more comfortable. So let's tell our listeners that want to support. Like, just go see the film. I even if you're not, I would. Prom. I would definitely see the, the film. Has actually yeah, done much better than it. They, it's done better than they thought it would. Elizabeth Banks is in it. It's oh my god, and she was amazing as Rita. It was great. Yeah, she was amazing as Rita. Brian Cranston. Yes, he was great. They had some. Oh yeah, he plays the film. They had signature lines from the TV show that they threw in there in her character. Like it was very nostalgic. They did. They did. It was a perfect mixture of like old school campy, but with modern, you know, remake reboot. So I thought it was great. And they've done better. They they, they thought it was going to be about thirty million opening weekend. It's done forty point five million. Oh, wow. Wow. Around, around wow. fifty wow. fifty nine million worldwide into the first weekend. So it is going to be. Here to I wouldn't say. think it would have done that well. Honestly, but I think like for the people power like of Power kids, Rangers, it's very nostalgic for. Th- 
for you and for people of, of exactly. that wave that grew up with it, which yeah, like, is very like sweet. Like late 20s. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, the millennial generation, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's a yeah. huge generation. Totally. That, that, I mean, right now we're, we're going through a, like sort of a rebirth of our re- millennial generation between Beauty and the Beast and between Power Rangers. I feel like I'm reliving my childhood. Yeah, Bane, right. who was that, who, what was that Japanese show that we watched? Zoko Man, The or Legend of Korra with Mindy Sterling. Yes, no, I watched it every. We minute. had one where it was like always oh, about Mindy, isn't it? But it was Love syndicated. Mindy. Do you guys remember that? It was Japanese. Robotech. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 All, All right. right so next. I'm going to move on to my next subject, which is Buffy the Vampire Slayer just celebrated their 20, 20. year wow. anniversary. <laughs> I mean, right, so, wait, I, 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 so I know. I wanted, I wanted to like have him do like the intro and be like, in every generation, there's a chosen one. She will stand alone against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. That she actually sounded like the original guy. I know, right? He's been practicing that. Been <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I was a rich. I mean, I watched that show for. I never for watched entire. that show. You what? You've never I watched, watched that show? Charmed. And that was it. Oh, funny. Buffy was high school. It was the most amazing. I mean, that show got me through my adolescence. I was 10 years old when that show came out. I was in like fifth grade. And then I watched it all the way through when I was... Went, like, Tom Lank. Yeah. Oh my god! Tom Lank, thirty-minute music. Did you love? Do you love the images that he puts yes. out? Where he's yeah, just yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so Adam, funny. who does that? Who puts them together? The, he, the, does. The, he does. He, he does. literally he goes to hardware stores. Yes, he's a crafting he? maniac. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, speaking of LGBT characters, I mean, that was probably the first show that most. You know, with young Willow. people su- with Willow and Tara, where they're yeah. you know lesbian. That's I mean, that was yeah. that was one of the first. I mean, that broke barriers. I mean, I mean, when Buffy lost her virginity, like that was just like a huge and moment. Keep, they also did the hush. You know? They did the silent episode mm-hmm. and, and the musical. The musical, musical, musical episode. episode. I mean, like, I mean, what what shows now are used to? Now? I mean, they just had a musical episode for Flash and Supergirl crossover, yeah. and I watched that. Rachel, and I was, yeah. that Rachel Bloom, mm-hmm. my yeah, yeah, my yeah. creator of yeah. Crazy Ex Girlfriend, wrote the hit duet. It's amazing. It's like a pop song that could stand alone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to quickly move on to sure. our next subject, which is RuPaul's Drag Race just premiered this last weekend on a new network, VH1. But where Ta-da. do we watch it? Um, you, VH1. 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 No, but like you can I, watch it on I'm Netflix. A, you can watch it on Netflix the next day, I believe. No, Netflix is, Apple TV. Also, the VH1 app doesn't have it. Hello. I'll be honest. Well, I tried to look for it the day after, and I couldn't find it. Oh, I bought the season good. pass. I know people have been having issues. I think because they've been having so many different like places but to we find get it that no one can from our find friends. it now. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know exactly Lady what's Gaga going on. Yeah. Oh my God, Lady Gaga! You guys, I cried. They they brought in a ama- like, they right. brought in over you one million cry. viewers, yes, which was that, amazing. When the, when the chubby drag queen had stop a saying moment. chubby. I'm not pointing at you. I'm just saying, like when the chubby get drag a new queen... descriptive, sweetie. <laughs> When, well, she, when she cried, well, I was like, when do you know? Cried? Do you know? Wait, do you know about the controversy right now? Because during the during the commercial break, they were having Wendy Williams do the the viewing the viewing party on VH1. And what do you listen, guys think about that? And so this Wendy so, Williams. Well, but the thing is, Wendy Williams has been not an ally to the community. You think? Uh, absolutely. And so, I mean, uh, so uh, my friend Detox, uh, she posted uh, a rebuttal to a, uh, a drag queen Stephanie Stone, who said, "All I remember is Wendy Williams <laughs> had uh, Eric." Uh, sorry, excuse me if I mess this up but Erica Touraviance removed from her studio audience for being in drag and then she also made sure that the that, that she wasn't seen in drag that the person could not ask her any questions in drag like she made sure that that per- she's always and, yeah, and, and, and Michelle Visage why Wendy why and yet yeah. Wendy's in Wendy, drag Wendy, every why? day you, you know? guys are we thank surprised you. thank you she's, yes. not, she's not a friend or an ally she's not and she's not and that's so why is the network up. asking her yeah, why? exactly like because of all people they're having her and then Ross Matthews is with her I'm surprised that he was would have been like that with like next to her issues. I know you but have your Ross own issues stealing my segments for my own show you're right uh, Hollywood Live today. you're right but Ross can do a little bit more good than he does evil 
Think about it. Okay. Like, well, here's the thing about okay. Ross Matthews, though, because people say, oh, you're like Ross Matthews. I'm like, no, I can uh, do comedy. I can do one-liners. Sing. You and can, I can sing. Thank, oh, thank you. I've Stan. seen him sing at Rockwell. Really, you should go. All right. Do I have time? Do, do are I, are you, when are you performing next? The three of you should do a show at Rockwell. No, okay. I'm asking Alexander. No. When's your performance next? I love Rockwell. Well, I just did the fourth show. Let me take a little time off. Sh- should I should I continue to Fire Island? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So next on my list is um, Fire Island, and actually today the Abbey show. I, I don't know the actual name of it. Um, was they had their trailer released today? And but for Fire Island, basically it's a group of gay men experiencing Fire Island, which is a party paradise in New York where gays going dur- during the summer. Not everyone goes because you know you, it's a. It's That's a, where I met Michael Patrick King, by the way. Is that on true? Fire that Island? Story. Really? Were yes. you both? Were you both under 160 pounds? How dare you? Well, yeah, honestly. Uh, with John Melfi. Like fair I knew John Melfi. And, well, like, and then, yes. And well, I mean, then, like, Alex, what, what are your opinions on these shows that, that you know, we... As as a community, we don't really have the opportunity right now to have television shows that put us in a light that that sort of stigmatizes us, as even more... It perpetuates that stigma even further. I mean, we're, we're battling so much right now, and you have all these shows that are basically just kind of putting gays on the back burner and just putting them as, uh, not to quote RuPaul, but she was just talking about recently that s- the straight community sort of treats the gay community as an accessory to them. I read that like, article. Yes, you morning. know what I'm talking yeah. about? You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, if you're good at doing hair, oh, you should be able to do my hair. Oh, you're great at doing makeup. Oh, you should be my makeup artist. And it's sort of like... Serving the, serving the mainstream. Them. I mean, look Oof. at the Abbey show right now. It's clearly a straight... I mean, they're basically fan of rules at the Abbey, and it's clearly a straight show in a self-proclaimed gay bar. But, I mean, like, don't you feel like, don't you have to, like, play in, into it to yourself? Like, if you're very fit and you're an underwear model, like, there's an I actually used to too. dance at the Abbey. Right. And, so, like, and they fired me from the, that. Why do we all hate the Abbey? If, if, I don't if, hate if, the Abbey. Listen, I don't hate the Abbey. I don't hate the Abbey. You have to see this. It's unbelievable. They've hired actors to come yeah, in. Yeah, there's only about four people that actually the gay community the at all. They probably the have to be the yes, staff. Th- th- there's only four people yes. that actually. No, work I, I, I live. I lived a block away from WeHo. So I haven't been show, to WeHo though. in forever. You're talking about the show. The thing is about that. A year and a half ago, they told us the show was going to be a completely different thing that it ended up being, which is all about this straight drama that happens to be at a gay bar, and when it's not even really that gay, and and it's just like it's not even that gay anymore. Let's be honest, like, Abby has. But it's changed. a reality show. Where is show. this show? Oh, what, what, where, right. where, <laughs> where, where, did, where do we see? Where do we see the show? Oh, e. well, okay. we're dealing with another yeah. shitty network. All right, all right, now <laughs> that's on you. Oh, okay, why? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. We should be able to say it. Like when you have bla- blase reality. We just show, show people getting drunk and having sex is different from a comp- competition or a talent. I'm all for Top Chef. I'm all for t- for Project Runway. But when the the Vanderpump rules, but it's not about really? skill. It's about well, I think the difference is, is that it, it's, a diff- it's about how housewives. You are. But, but I think the difference. No, Would they ever show anyone who's over two hundred pounds on any of these shows? No. Uh, well, I think the difference is, is that you that's, look at shows like rich. Vanderpump Rules and you have all the housewives, and you know that's not and indicative. They're all awful. But, well, you don't know that's not indicative to the whole community. But you but know, the it's problem, scripted too, but, right? Well, of course, but you know that. But, but the, don't but you? The, listen, we know that, but then, the general public. The kind, like the central middle America does not know that they think these are their real lives and they think these things are actually happening. But to we them. are we are the power makers and the key changers, and we are. But let me finish. This. But let me finish because it's they know it's not indicative to their community. But you're having these people, especially now the show at the Abbey, where they're having straight people, a straight battle inside of like a gay bar. They're going to think that 
that that this is indicative to the gay community that this is a gay bar and then this is how it is and then all of a sudden you only have about three gay people in the entire cast which are going to just be the drama queens on the side which is just going to perpetuate the fact that oh you know this is what gay people are add that on top of Fire Island it but, just doesn't but, it just, you know, are we surprised this is the buffoonery not, that they ask of us but that's what I mean but that's does it does that make it any better not at all but like we don't have to watch it either well, absolutely. I mean, I, I yeah, don't watch Yeah, but it's getting so Vanderpump much promotion, rules. and that's why it hurts. Like, like you're not getting the promotion that this is getting, and that hurts as, like, a gay man. It's like, why don't I get a promotion for this show, you know? Like, in terms of, like, Alexander, are you asking, like, the question that we've asked a lot of, like, what we where's a gay bachelor? Right. Right. Well, and when we had, what was that? Finding Prince Charming. Prince Charming. No, but yeah, had zero personality, zero. Go back, go back before that. We had that one on Bravo or a logo, the very boy first. Oh, boy. Uh, which the had that model. twist. That, no, the boy meets boy, which had the twist of like, not all of them are straight. I'm yeah. like, I mean, not all of them are gay. Yeah. Some of them are straight. I'm like, really? That's so. We needed that. Awesome. Well, yeah. I mean. So we need to create. I feel like well, the thing that's the thing. Content. The show's just totally taken off. We have we have we have straight shows that do show different sides of that community. The thing, the problem is, is that we're introducing these are the, the you know the LGBT community just with these shows, mm-hmm. and these shows are becoming super popular. Why can't we have shows like I don't know, like a like a like a talk show where we, like this that we can talk like about our issues, like on the rocks, exactly. That's on that's on a main network where yeah. we can discuss the actual issues. Here, here. And there's nothing wrong with happen. us having the Abbey, and there's nothing wrong with having us Fire Island. But why I'm can't we? This for my why promo, can't we? Way. Why can't we have <laughs> other options as well? We do not have the other options. We don't yet. Right but now, we can create it. That's what's so great about the world today. Is that, we though. can create yeah. what do we want. Do people watch that? Do people want yes. to see? I believe so. I believe so. I would too. Please. I think we're gonna film like merely roll along with the three of us okay. him directing we're gonna yeah, film yeah, the whole yeah. thing as a reality show alright should I skip Steven, to Mariah's no, shitty no. moment or should yes, I yes I think you have one of the uh, I got a lot of listener emails requests yeah. for this next one it's so great everybody chimes in alright uh, so this is kind of funny so uh, so my shady moment for the week is another Mariah versus Nikki because that's never ending since Ugh. the American Idol hashtag game. don't test the most who are these people so this is actually really so right. Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj, right? Nicki Minaj so it's really funny Mariah so, what so Mariah has a, a oh, song for the called, 90s yeah <laughs> exactly and Nikki who Minaj and so she has a oh, no. Mariah has a song is called she I the one don't. who opened for all right, all right, Prince <laughs> let me finish. Steven, let me Steven. finish. And so, um, I don't, uh, I don't ha- has a remix now featuring Remy Ma, and includes a response disc to Nikki's uh, song "No Frauds," which is in response to Remy Ma's track "Shelter." <laughs> I'm like, when are these girls just gonna stop like having songs about each other and actually just perf- like make music? So. They should just make love together. But the, the the lyric is, but instead of looking at how far we've come, I'm regretting it. Damn, are you done? And so I'm, I don't know if it's like a diss or if it's like Nikki, like let's put this to a rest finally or like I mean they've had what now three tracks I want them to do a collaboration <laughs> everyone would love they it they probably yes. need it at this point by right? the way. Well, now, this actual diss is from Remy Ma but I love that Mariah was just like well I'm gonna let you I'm gonna I'm going to be the, the tool for that for you because she just loves to jump on that train <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about Mariah wow. though can you introduce uh, Mariah's 
Oh, yeah. So, Mariah... You guys, this is <laughs> This crazy. is really funny. So, Mariah Carey has a new animated movie coming out uh, based on the song... You guys don't know. All I Want for Christmas I is You. I don't pay attention what? to her. Yeah. Uh, this song was released 23 years ago, and now uh, the animated movie based on the classic is coming later this year. There's not much I can say about it, so why don't we just uh, watch the trailer? That's what the trailer... They have a trailer? Yes. That yep. D- doesn't feature any feature... There's no animation in this trailer. <laughs> you guys, look how ridiculous. Look at her. She's in her this onesie. This was made on iMovie. What? I mean, this is pretty amazing. Oh, here she is. Here she comes. She's tucked into her. Just the classic Mariah Carey laying on a sofa. An all-new animated movie. They got the announcer right. Like, <laughs> yeah, they got the announcer oh, right. The what is it? That's what I, yeah. The, what's it about? <laughs> right. what is this it? is the official. Like, that's the thing. That's her official that's, release for the uh, All I Want for Christmas. Get is away with that. She's saying she all she Mariah wants. Mariah Carey. She can do whatever she yeah. wants. Why yeah. can't you just accept that? I, I mean, I do accept. Move on. Okay? <laughs> no, but wait Jeez. a minute. Look at that trailer. Had not one shot of the animation. You, she's Mariah uh, Carey. But, but is it saying that all you want for Christmas is Mariah? Because that's basically what yes, it was. Yes, that's all I want. <laughs> and then it says holiday. It doesn't say Christmas, even though that's the it's name everybody. of the song. It's everybody. It's Kwanzaa. It's everything. It's all-encompassing. So do we I mean, s- it, I mean do it, we it is s- a really great song, but I mean, she has a book on it, too. She has a book. <laughs> Guys, do we still have celebrity beefs? Or aren't those all like artificial and like made up for no, like I, press? I think, they're, I think some of them are pretty real. Who gets mad at who for making money? Bane, oh my God, I heard you got 50000 on this guest star. What was that? Because Lucille! I'm doing feud! I need, to, feud. Tra- I need to track down uh, that well, check. We're Lucille and Betty. Oh, okay. Yes. Did you have a mint, Bane? I, I what well, what's I don't going yeah, on over there? No, yeah. she's Betty Davis oh, okay. and I'm Joan Crawford. Well, maybe next yeah. season, instead of next season yeah. of feud being, what next season of feud is what, um... Oh, it's uh, Princess, Princess Diana and no. the Queen, I think. Oh, Shut up. And then, but I think it's. I think they should just make it Mariah and Nikki now. <laughs> <laughs> which one is the Queen and which one is Princess Di? <laughs> Princess Di played by Sarah Paulson <laughs> as Mariah Carey. Yeah, of course. Oh my I wish gosh. I was her girlfriend, other than her eighty-year-old. Anyway, no, I believe that's Holland real Taylor's love. Holland Taylor is amazing. You guys, I'm dating a twenty-one-year-old. Are you really? Who? What's his name? Anyway. Yes. Thank you. Is that you? No? No, Dana. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Dana, we see a lot of your thighs. (laughs) Thank you. We are at the end of the evening. We are at the end of the evening. Can you believe this is all? um, I have to say, coming up, we have Frank DeCaro, Jim Colucci. Stan is coming back with Olivia D'Abio. And then, if you're a Saved by the Bell fan, we have Mr. Belden coming back at the end. Yes, I love Mr. Belden. The month. Calm down. (laughs) Calm down. I have to tell you, like us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Just love us. Twitter. Just love Twitter. Twitter. On the rocks, on air. Uh, We bring you a crazy show every week, and that's all we do. Everybody, you want <laughs> <laughs> Alexander. Yes, Bane. Yes. Where can our listeners find you? They can find me on the world wide web on, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on Franklin, there uh, by UCB. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Bane Gibby. They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook. My name. Just Google the shit. Spell it. Yeah. Spell it. Spell, spell it. B A Y N E G I B B Y. Why? Because we like you. Oh. Hey. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Parv. Uh, at Parvesh, P A R V E S H on Twitter and at P A R V E Y 
on Instagram because I I think I signed up for it at Parvation Instagram and then I lost my yeah, login you gotta, you name. I'm like, that, oops. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the only Steven. Are you the, the only Steven? Are you the only Steven? <clears throat> the only one that really matters. Okay, so the go. only <laughs> Steven. <laughs> no. Oh, actually, what happened this last week? Somebody stole your pictures. No. And oh, I right, went. I did it. It's my. It's and me, I did yeah. it too. I went, well, it was actually no. kind of annoying because the person that, that had a, he's had a, a Russian hottie. Was well, hot actually himself. that person is using a fake profile. The the profile that he's using has like eighty thousand followers. He has sixteen hundred. But because is he has this six, for real? This is for real. This guy has sixteen hundred followers, and he sold my photos. The photos that were like from behind, so you couldn't see my face. So, oh. And people are commenting on my photos, being like, "Oh, you stole this from this so, guy." So even I, is this a Russian? Thing? Is this like a Putin kind of Trump conspiracy? Trump is behind it all. I don't think he, I think he'd be Russian. He could be Southern. I don't mm. care. The, the, everyone does it. But, Mike yeah. Flynn. Mike Flynn did this. Add this to the investigation. We need to get. To I that was in there. Moscow for six, four months. Moscow you, was you, in, in 2015. It's your account, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's all you the Golden Girls, the Russian version. No, I was working on a Russian Roseanne ah! version. No, I knew because like that yes. Phil yeah. Rosenthal. Have you yeah. seen that documentary? Of course, I have. The best. Yeah, so I was doing that and helping them make a Russian Mary Tyler Moore show. No, that's for the next show. Anyway, ZimmermanStand.com. Go oh, no. there. You go. <laughs> Yay! How do you like that? And Alexander, where do we find you? Yeah, where do we find you, baby? Find the show, because the show is crazy every time. We We have classic Hollywood stars from (laughs) Tippi Hedren to Shirley Jones to Golden Girls to Parvish and Bane. And you dress so nicely. Isn't he? He's so classy. I have my sweatshirts over there, but I'm in like my crappy t-shirt. I apologize. Find us at Instagram and Twitter at On The Rocks On Air and Facebook On The Rocks Radio Show. On The Rocks. On, on The Rocks sing you out. Radio on the Show. Rocks. And there's no competition the with rocks. my show because I'm syndicated. Ooh. <laughs> Kurt, thank you so much for being your straight self here. Oh, my viewers, honestly, uh, the viewers make the show. And I've seen the numbers and I see you guys grow. So I'm listening to you. You're listening to me. Love you. See you next Tuesday. Alexander! On the Rocks. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday.